in wrestling another week in the quincy mm-hmm. jones show you know we're gonna do the review but first you know we got the top notch news of the week tower gang is here uh, let me let, let me run through it but first let yeah. me introduce uh, ourselves i am quincy jones go mm-hmm. and to my right is the greatest tag team partner the best damn co-host Bar none. of any podcast i don't care what you're talking about that is the hip-hop hybrid Doc yes, Lesnar. what's going on I. i'm doing good you i'm doing great man again you know i had a had a good you know was working all week but you know yeah. earning them them dollars and when you see the ducats start to stack mm-hmm. you like it's honest work. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can do this I can, a lot. I can, yeah, <laughs> I feel that, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm good, man. You know, just uh, you know, trying to uh, spin move with the weather over here in Cali. I it's feel been, you, man. Been, uh, I feel you. But this week, man, we got a lot to unpack. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, we you know we got we got uh Review, you know predictions. Yeah, we got the predictions. We got the Wednesday night wars. But uh, again, let's get into some news. I got actually something from uh, from everybody this week. Oh, um, so let me get into it. Obviously. Been a lot more questions than answers, but uh, a lot of great questions. Um, still trying to get answers to regarding this forbidden door they've been, uh, re- you know, referring to all these years. Mm-hmm. This secret working relationship between uh, New Japan as well as AEW. Um, of course, Uncle Dave. You know, we had to get a, a little snippet from this guy, a little nugget. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to wash it down with uh, some seltzer water and a little bit of salt because you know it's not always uh, right the on. way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but this is what he had to say about the potential working relationship between the two promotions. He said, quote, the deal is done and the sides have a working relationship. The pandemic probably sped it up, but it also holds it back at the same time. The only way to get Moxley was to make this deal. Uh, when AW first started, I think New Japan had no clue how successful they would be. They wanted Tony Khan to come uh, and see them. And I guess he didn't uh, back when they requested, I don't know the full mm. details behind okay. that, which could have been, you know, you, yeah. you know how it is. There, yeah, there's a level of respect. There, there's that. that yeah. There's the there's, there's the egos involved. There's yeah. the, the pettiness involved. The business it's, practice yeah. or the experiences, I should say. Yeah. We've seen it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though they, uh, they they sent Chris Harrington and even though the Young Bucks were, uh, you know, they were part of the office and they were ready to make the deal, mm. New Japan thought that they were just fly-by-nighters is the quote that they that he used. And it's not going to mean anything. Um, huh. You know, they just kind of big leagued them and, you know, they were wrong and uh, they kind of went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they needed John Moxley because he had the U.S. title. The only way to get him because he couldn't go to Japan was to do it here. Uh, that's what I figured. Which I figured they were, that's what I figured they were forcing, you know, because mm-hmm. they kept saying, no, they were real adamant. Like he dug his heels in about. Yeah, I'm not, I'm uh, not letting not Mox go to Japan. Yeah, yeah, not even entertaining that. Mm-hmm. Um, but which, it's also that, that, that contract he has in place too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't blame Tony for leveraging that. No. To get this to work because I was when you even think about wondering it, if John leveraged it too. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that he was pitching for this. I mean, he's on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. He, exactly. He's stuck in the middle inadvertently, but he's trying to do the best for just wrestling as a whole mm-hmm. they, they're trying to do the best for their companies individually but i mean when you think about it maybe this is the they had to get new japan to see it the hard way for them to see that it's going to be beneficial mutually mm-hmm. you know and then just kind of do it the way that they had to do it you know again a lot of it is they're st- stuck in tradition 
uh, a lot of old uh, older ways and older uh, torches still, you know, it's part of management. But, you know, things were changing. Harold stepped down. So mm-hmm. a lot of people thought a lot of things were. Yeah, that was a game changer. Yeah, it really, it really was, uh, which, you know, it goes further into that. It says uh, uh, because, you know, he couldn't go to Japan. The only way to do it was uh, was here. But the only way to get him to do it here, it had to be approved by Tony Khan. So it opened the door and Harold was gone. Um, I wrote when Harold was gone. Again, this is Dave Meltzer. He said that uh, that, that means the door was going to be open. And it did eventually open that door. He just wants um, credit. Shut the fuck yeah. up, Dave. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I think it probably would have uh, it would have happened already. Oh, wouldn't have happened already because Moxley would have been able to go to Japan uh, in between AEW dates and defend the championship there. That deal was already in place. Uh, but with the pandemic, because it had to be in the, in the U.S., that changed everything. And the the flip side is by doing that, uh, the sides are working together. AEW is pretty much working with everybody, which you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then he was also asked about uh, if there was, gonna, you know, any chance of more uh, angles or if this is just the one angle, the whole Moxley Kenta thing. Yeah. Uh, and he indicated that uh, he thinks that eventually there'll be more to come. Uh, but I that the, the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that the pandemic has uh, has to end before certain things can really progress because, you know, his quote was he knows people who can't wait to go back to work with Japan. Um, mm hmm. But at the same time, I know there's some people that New Japan does is not in a hurry to work with over yeah. here, based on how they got out of their deals and stuff. Like yeah, that. for but, sure, um, for sure. But yeah. it is interesting, 100. Um, percent I just thought it was worth mentioning. Again, you know, grain of salt, whatever you want to call it. It did come from Uncle Dave, but a little bit more insight on uh, what you know. What I guess we can sort of expect. Uh, we've been hearing the rumors about the Forbidden Door for years, mm. but you know, again, that whole Kenta thing was a. I mean, it kind of sent the whole world. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was what, a, topsy-turvy a yeah, little bit. Yeah, game you know? changer. I remember the YouTube uh, video of that. I think the caption was, "What did you think when this happened?" Like, you know, what I mean, like, did you lose it? And you know, it's a very relative question. No one expected to see that, especially no, Kenta absolutely. of all people from yeah. New Japan. Uh, to be the one, but it made sense. They made the best stories. So, yeah, yeah, it um, made sense as far as who he has heat with. But again, a prominent name from New Japan. I mean, you would think they would they would have started. You don't know where they would have started, but yeah, it, I thought that was a good look. Um, but moving on down the list of the news, uh, a little bit more AW stuff. Um, obviously, I'm gonna be talking about this uh, as I get into the AW review here in a, in a little bit. But um, you know, we did have a match. It was a tag match. But it was Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. teaming with uh, Lee Johnson of uh, the Nightmare Family. Shoddy. Uh, te- yeah, big shoddy Lee mm-hmm. uh, taking on uh, Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Yeah. Um, I noticed that there was this post match promo he did, and I it, look, look. I noticed that he didn't list QT. Right. I don't know if you noticed that. I, that, and, and, and that whole and I, promo was just lackluster to me. Oh, of course. But so when I noticed that he didn't, he named everyone. He said even hell, even even Brandy at times. Yeah. And then like I, I was looking at QT's body language, and I was like, okay, I think they're selling this as a story. And I was right. Mm. I guess uh, Cody has been looking at some old tapes from uh, the eighties. Uh, more, uh, uh, you know, specifically, he was looking at. The old storyline between Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco when uh, Zabisco turned heel, yeah, attempting to get out from under the shadow of his mentor yep. San Martino. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're kind of trying to go through that. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be an exact replica. I'm hoping not. Um, though it is the '80s, so anyone that's watching right now would have no recollection of where you're borrowing that, from. That's awesome. But I, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. I was because I was like. 
okay, I guess it's, it's his first win, but I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all kind of giving him a parade right now. I mean, he was oh for what would he say, 29, 29 so yeah. I get it, but it seems crazy to think like Brandon Cutler had a whole rollout for yeah. his losing streak. True. So I get it. Um, it just seemed like like although he won, it seemed like he his body language said, I knew I was winning this. Like it's kind of how his attitude is, but not on purpose. It's like he I felt like his post match promo made the product look fake, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, See, like he didn't seem hmm. pumped about it. He seemed like very like, yeah, you know, we did this and yeah, coach I, told us to go in there, but you know, it just yeah, seemed he, like he, so he, robotic. Like to me, see, to me, he wasn't in the moment. He sounded like uh, like an NBA player post match or post yeah, game because exactly. they they oftentimes sound like that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because I feel what you're saying, but I feel like if you would have came off as the plucky, happy to be here, I can't believe my luck just turned around. Uh, character I mean, that would have made it fake for me. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, I'm not looking for the like the Bianca Belair type of yeah, deal, but, yeah, but, I, feel I don't know. But I will say this: in terms of looking at tape, I did just heard Cody reference the reason why he did the squash match with Brody was to kind of a nod for Anoki yeah. versus Vader. And I, I was heard just about like, that. Damn, yeah. you are definitely no. He's in your digging. Bag, he's so. digging in the crates. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at whatever he he thinks will be a good storyline modern. But my bad. Go ahead, sir. Uh, moving on here, I got some uh, news from uh, Impact Wrestling. Actually, uh, Impact. Uh, obviously, they they've uh, you know recently uh, come back under the limelight because of their uh, working relationships the with uh, the Omega Man. There, party. And it has nothing to do with Tony Khan at all. Now, big <laughs> no. money, Matt. Uh, it's big money, Matt. That's what it is. God damn it. Uh, but no, the Impact has announced that they are going to air a one-hour show directly before their weekly TV show called <laughs> BTI, not BTE, BTI. Behind the impact? Uh, it's actually close. Before the impact. No. But I I, 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 I was waiting for you to pop because I was like, BTI. My people are going to be like, wait, there's BTE and there's BTI. I just feel like that's dumb to call it that for short. Um, I'm not against the the, the name. No, the, the before, full the, name. before yeah, yeah. the impact, like that's fine. But yeah, full, exactly. Full name. No, I, I just feel like that's the type of stuff you get sued in court for, for, you know, kind of misleading consumers because it sounds the same or looks the same you know but oh whatever. yeah like like dude i don't know if you remember this they had like dragon balls but there was this like shop that sold dragoon balls yeah mm-hmm. and because they had the extra o Ooh. they couldn't get sued yeah yeah crazy, crazy shit that kind of uh shit, but yeah. they said it's going to be airing on access tv uh okay. which again you know the fact that they're going to be airing on access is, is another big deal mm-hmm. uh it will feature talent interviews in-depth uh match previews uh and one fresh match a week and behind the scenes news so, it's basically raw talk for, uh, for impact i mean except before the except show. they have a match they, they, yeah. they yeah they have i mean and it's more than just raw talk because it says they have a match preview it's, it's kind of like the uh the what, what pre-show the pre-show yeah gotcha okay um they said the first one's gonna be fe- uh, february 16th so uh, next season nice um but yeah i thought that was a pretty i mean the fact that they have more than one uh programming mm-hmm. i mean i don't think that's been done before outside of them doing explosion yeah or uh, for the for the web exactly content, or like the one night only and stuff like yeah, that. yeah you know what i mean um but uh moving on here to another promotion as i said i had a little bit of uh something from everybody here uh i got some ring of ring of honor news Mm. Uh, says that uh, they kind of uh, I don't say kind of they 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 did they they resigned a, a number of their uh, big names. Makes um, sense. Uh, all of them had new deals that started last month. Among those names were uh, Mark Haskins, mm-hmm. uh, Bateman. Obviously, okay. we know Tyler Bateman yeah. pretty well. Uh, but they also announced that they uh, resigned their current world champion Rush or Roosh, mm-hmm. and also current ROH World TV champion Dragon Lee. Figures so. okay. Yeah, I remember those were names that they were uh, they were rumored like they were going to be heading out, but uh, I remember those kind of died down when uh, ROH stopped running. You know yeah. what I mean? And they were doing the whole pure tournament and all that stuff. But uh, okay, 
Sounds good. I mean, at least they've retained those contracts. Those are key ones. But I just wonder what they're going to do forging forward with everything going on in yeah, wrestling. It's, you know? it's just really weird. Like when I think about of, it, yeah. ROH, the perception is, I don't know what it is for Almost me afterthought-ish a bit, but I hate saying that. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I just like think. You, you would almost say that Impact has surpassed them just based on what they're doing with AEW right now in terms yeah, of popularity. Very much. Not in terms of actual full product. Content, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, just. And it just might be they got better eyes or a better platform or they're in bed with better business partners. But then again, so. they got Tommy Dreamer who who's has an upcoming world title match against Rich Swan for some reason. I don't know why. And he wears that pony now, dog. He's been wearing that yeah, pony, I, dog. I, I, yeah, I know, I know, been, I know. I've just, doing, I just and the whole time I was, I was like, man, I, it's funny because you know you went from like balding to like now you have extra hair. Yeah, like, it's so for funny. Real. Um, but you know, another interesting thing is that uh, Davari actually just went back to the company. I thought he, I could have sworn he was signed. With WWE is yeah, an backstage agent. agent. I thought so. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, you know. By the way, kudos for sending me that that uh, video of Decay. Mm-hmm. Always loved their music. Black Tarus. Um, yeah, that was that dude was beasting. I mean, I was always a fan of the stable too. It made me yeah. I'm like when I watched it, I'm like, God damn! I was like, Why couldn't Abyss come back? Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- they could have brought that act to WWE realistically. Yeah, seriously, honest. they really could have. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows? Well, but, NXT. Well, I'm not gonna say WWE. But uh, you know what? I do have a uh, an update on someone that we've been. Uh, I mean, we haven't talked about in a while, but we definitely held in our hearts. Andrade Almas. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not much of an update, but they're talking about him. You know, so yeah, it says where is he at? Uh, Andrade has uh, hasn't been seen on WWE television for quite a while. His last match was on October twelfth, twenty twenty, when Angel Gar- uh, Angel Garza beat him in under three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans are still waiting for his return to action. Uh, Ringside News this is where this comes from. Uh, exclusively reported uh, why Andrade wasn't drafted to either brand. The rumor was that Andrade would end up on Raw, but that never took place. Uh, according to Fightful Select as well, uh, Ellie Dolo was not even placed on the list as a Royal Rumble alternate. Damn. And the thing is, is, when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, there were some people that were sick. Yeah, and that's great. Cause I, um, oh, and, and the man. thing is, it's like it's unknown if he was even in the building at all. Damn. You know what I mean? Um, not just like he could have been, and he could have not been, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't matter because he wasn't even like yeah. you know listed to even potentially work for any type of uh, mm-hmm. situation. Uh, which again, and, and it made a point to say this was a designation that was actually bestowed on people like Murphy, as far as being an alternate in case someone you know got yeah. hurt or something, and uh, and Cedric Alexander as well. Thing um, was, I was gonna say too. Well, not anyway. I don't want to jump off. I, I had some thoughts about SmackDown, and I've heard thing we were talking about. Cutler got released last week, and yeah, apparently it, it that messed up long term plan. I guess for, it was for post- Murphy, correct? Yeah, yeah I guess I it was supposed to be that. like a six man Murphy, Mysterio, and Ray going against Corbin and the Knights. The Knights, but <laughs> to me, where I see the money at is Wesley Blake aligning with a returning Seth Rollins, beefing with Murphy. That makes sense. Former right? tag team, right? yeah, yeah. So, but that's and, 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 and then all of a sudden the Fiend, you know, who walks by the Fiend, and then all of a sudden he's like. Oh shit! Got the old music, bro. You trying to go back? Yeah. That bamf, bamf, baby. Bam. Uh, but it also says, in terms of Andrade, uh, it says uh, there were uh, rumors that WWE was planning to bring him back and give him a push. Uh, obviously, that hasn't happened yet either. Mm-hmm. It has not been seen um, as of late either. Uh, Andrade has a ton of ability and has worked very hard to brush up his English language skills. We we'll have to see if he returns to make 2021 an even better year. Though it's unclear what WWE will do with him at this point, as his absence has been very much longer than previously guessed. Also, he gonna run in on the Cross Santos match and join. Okay, bro. Cool. I, hey, that would be like 
if he, if I'm telling you, bro, if, if, it's weird. I already know what you're going to say. I, I hate that, you know, they got Angel Garza mixing it up with Miz right now. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where, man, those three. Yeah. Those are, you know. Those three, and then you got the other two to take the bumps because Joaquin was throwing around some wild Spanish in that open yeah, match of NXT was. this week. He was. <laughs> it's like, you ain't, you just, like, you can't, you're not fooling me, dog. Oh, come on, Holmes. <laughs> just. Man, oh, man, man. bad old. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Perro, it's all, it's all bueno. Come on, let's undulate, Raul. <laughs> Come on, Reba, Reba. Uh, man, just all bad. Hey, Calvron, uh, <laughs> Calzone, Calvron. Man, uh, uh, yeah, shit. my bad. We, yeah, shout we, out, we, shout out to our Spanish speaking uh, <laughs> fans out there for sure, man. It's all, uh, it's all love. But let's I, finish up this news. Yeah, my I got, bad. I got two more little nuggets of news, and these are all feel good stories, man. I just got to say, shout out and congratulations to Raymond and Sarah Rowe, who uh, mm-hmm. welcomed their newest addition, Raymond Cash Rowe, I believe, Jr. After forty four hours of labor, and she says he was worth every second. Raymond Cash Rowe comes in, mm-hmm. weighing eight pounds. 11 ounces, 21.75 inches. He is the newest, maybe, possibly, feature yeah. uh, Riot Squad member. Is he? What's his first name? Raymond Cash. Is it Raymond Row. the Front Row? No. Raymond Ra- Corn Row? No, it's not actually. <laughs> All right, I'm I sorry. tried. Raymond Death Row. <laughs> got a better one. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, I, know, I know he's got a move called that. Yeah, no. They'll sh- never call it sh- a commentary. Sh- you better, you better watch. It. I made it up. Yep, I made it. I'm, I'm. But no, I just want to shout out because obviously, we, that's man, we've a beautiful been seeing, thing. Yeah, we've been seeing Sarah with her kick ass. Like mm-hmm. she's been still, you know, getting the fields. I don't, I, I don't yeah, do, not, I don't nah, do farm I, stuff. But you know what I'm I saying? Just, yeah, her she's pregnancy has not stopped her, her yeah, process at from all. Being yeah. the super duper quintessential farm girl, she loves yeah. it. I'm outdoors, happy for them. outdoors woman. I should say. I and say and uh, you know, I, I pray. You know, I don't know them personally, but, you know, everyone deserves their little special moment. I hope, uh, you know, Eric was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought, again, the fact that he's he's named after him, I thought that was really cool. Definitely. Um, and shout out to Sarah, man. Uh, you know, she, you know, got the, you know, unfortunate call of having to shut the chapter down on on one uh, career. And she just opened up a new chapter being oh, a mother, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. So, again, beautiful thing, beautiful thing. And, um Another beautiful little nugget here before we get into this review is yeah. uh, another, uh, you know, congratulations goes out to uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee as they uh, recently just got engaged. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So, uh, bad. especially, you know, <laughs> hello, Black History Month. Yeah, we'll take it. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black love, black magic, melanin magic, all, all that. You know what Say, I'm saying? Give me that ring. No, HBIC. Yeah. And then, <laughs> see, now, now she's going to be doing like the. the, the oh, yeah. With the M's. With the M's. Yeah. Like, Check out the rings, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I get it. it, it the M stands uh, for married. Well, I noticed <laughs> all the women um, that were introduced in the uh, retribution angle have now been cut apart from it. So that's Dude, probably it, best. Well, but I don't. I, I just feel like Mia should have came into the Royal Rumble. I, ironically, uh, well, she could. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She I was know, positive. I, yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. But, but ironically, uh, on, on Raw. You know, because Kofi's back in action now. They had a tag yeah. match, and then like after they won the match, you just, you know, you, you know, we were talking earlier about Mustafa or uh, Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa. Uh, acting you know, he, like a total he, yeah, cake he was, eater. Yeah, he, he was going. Yeah, he was going total cake eater on the commentary. Mm-hmm. And then, but like if you notice, like uh, you keep hearing Xavier's like, "Where's Reckoning at? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we're reckoning at though. I don't know yeah. where she at. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> chill. He, he said that they were gonna do a new tag team move too, but they didn't. They did the same one they did yep. the daybreak. So, which I, I love that name, but still, wasn't it the up up down down? That's what it was called. But I guess they want to use the think, backbreaker part. So you would think they would call it the G four, like the F five. Mm-hmm. You know I don't mean? know. Like just yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, you know, just to well, good morning. You know, he, he already <laughs> got the logo on the pants. So he Seriously, might as well go full force. But anyways, yeah, congrats, that's all man. I got for news, man. Uh, like I said, uh, not too. Actually, I don't have anything bad. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll have a little bit of ups and downs, but. Um, well, you talked about the fireworks that are uh, going well, off. Now we talking about dynamite. Well, Boy. before we get into dynamite, I do want to say this because you know we did report on this, I believe, last week, and uh, I just want to say, you know, obviously we didn't have the foresight then, obviously, to, to see that this was going to happen, but we do want to express our condolences to obviously Butch Reed. Um, yeah, you man. know, one half of Doom, uh, real playmaker when it comes to not only just pro wrestling, but you mm-hmm. know, just the African American community within. Pro wrestling and, and just that representation. Mm-hmm. Um, a like I pillar, said, a, 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 a pioneer, yeah, bro, a icon kid, for people of color for sure. Like, Damn, 2021, can you wait a, a month? Let, let us get this one. And, and it's like, man, don't I, take him. I was noting like, how damn. close it was to Rocky, too. And like, just, I mean, their ages yeah, are low. Man. I think he was like 66 and Rocky was like 55 or something like that. But still, it's just like, Man, they just taking them way too, way, way too yeah, quickly, man. man. But yeah, yeah it's, definitely uh, rest in paradise. I did, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we we did that. I mean, we did talk about the the unfortunate double uh, heart attacks, I believe, yeah, it was last week. But just wanted to, uh, you know, pay respects to to the greats that's allowing us mm-hmm. to be able to comment on this right now. To be all inside your eardrums, buzz, buzz. You hear us? Oh, yeah. I hope I hope you tapped in because we're about oh, yeah. to get into it. Yeah. First, we respect. Now Give me we that. St- now we review. Give me that stick of dynamite, buddy. Oh, here you. You ready? You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine that's what the 49ers of our time sounded like, so I'm going to give you that pass. But you know what? Let's get into it. We're going to light the fuse, baby. Yeah, man. I don't know why. I, I was Boom. Like, I was like, I, I wanted to purposely sound like an old school like WCW fan from like the 90s. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we getting raw, dude. Yeah, like, it's like I'm on TV during the the dead ass commercial break. Goldberg fears ratings. <laughs> like, Goldberg oh, country boy. Just old man. There used to be some wild right, ass right, signs here's, back here. Here's a more hostile one. What you doing in Sturgis, boy? What you doing in Sturgis? <laughs> I don't like those patches. Oh man. But no, uh, yeah, we are here. Light the fuse. We bring in the boom. Review time, baby. Let's go. We, we start off the night with a TNT championship match. It is a uh, reigning champion, Darby Allen, yeah. taking on Joey Jellybean Janela. Um, <laughs> I like this match, though. You know, I was going to say that we got a different Joey Janela in this match. There mm-hmm. was, he had a, a little bit, he had a, a one glimpse of the old Joey Janela, but I really liked the way he worked this match to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, I got to hear what Cornette has to say about this match. Yeah, we'll see. Because I know he I, he can't say anything nice about Joey, right? Ever, no. But this wasn't that. I mean, I didn't see the normal stuff. Anyways, uh, despite the entrance, uh, you know, as, as Janela as ever, um, Janela actually looked really good in this match as far as no wasted movement and looking like a contender going for pins and following up on offense, not, not wasting time, and more importantly, not letting his charisma or gimmick overpower his desire to win the match. Uh, match starts off weirdly enough with some mat wrestling and yep. some armbar transitions. Uh, Darby targeting uh, Janela's arm early as he rolls through with every counter attempt from the bad boy. Uh, there's a clean break in the beginning of the match, but the next stalemate, Joey gets aggressive as he doesn't allow the clean break. Uh, things pick up as Darby hits the patented springboard arm drag and follows with a running mm-hmm. front drop kick to Janela through the ropes. Uh, Janela Janela rolls through the apron. Uh, Darby follows, uh, trying for a suplex. 
Janela counters with a front suplex on the apron. Yeah, um, it was like a gourd buster, yeah. right, right, right on yep. the apron. Yeah, uh, follows up with a tope suicida elbow, as they were calling that night. Uh, yeah. Janela takes over the momentum of offense as he throws him back into oh he throws him to the turnbuckle rather Bret Hart style and slows him down with a modified chicken wing though they weren't calling it a chicken wing that's literally what he was doing. Mm. Um, uh, Janela hits a diving axe off the top, but then that's when we start to see shades of Janela of old. I was just gonna say when he hit it's, that it, that that double sledge is when I felt like he he reverberated back like because he took way too much time to stop and pose. Yeah, and it's like you know before you know psychology wise. Following up that attack with another, I mean, because like, what he does is he hits a double axe and then poses and then goes for the another another uh, diving attack. Mm-hmm. But he could have just went for the the double and then went straight on. Yeah, it. you yeah. know. Um, but you know he gets cut off at the top rope by Darby who grabs his arm and drops it across the rope. Uh, Janela returns the favor by slingshotting the rope into Darby's face to regain offense momentarily. Uh, tries for a uh, a back suplex, but Darby flips out and hits a shotgun drop kick to Janela in the corner. Uh, Darby again uses the uh, the ropes to target the arm as Janela rolls out the apron, and uh, he pulls Janela into the ropes throat first as he falls down to the mm-hmm. floor. And uh, Darby quote shot out of a cannon because yeah. you know, he he sells it. Oh yeah, uh, runs and hits that uh, torpedo like senton into the barricade. Dude, I wonder who hits it better, him or uh, or, or Phoenix. Mm, they got two different ones, man. two different techniques, yeah, but definitely I feel like Darby I, spins. I, a I don't bit. know. I don't know which one I'd rather take. And to be Phoenix, honest, like flips. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, yeah. Woof. Uh, <laughs> uh, Darby uh, gets Janela back in and uh, puts him in the Fujiwara as Janela gets to the rope with his teeth. Uh, Darby kicks the ropes. Uh, you know, obviously uh, getting that whole you yep. know uh, rope into teeth action yeah, there. Britt Brit Baker spot. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. She, yeah, I mean, she's just the most recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the, on the uh, AEW, yeah. Darby tries for the springboard uh, coffin drop, but Janela catches him in a German suplex and hits a big super kick for a near fall. Uh, Janela gets caught staring at the TNT Championship at ringside as he walks uh, right into a twisting arm breaker by Darby Allen, and then uh, Darby uh, hits his usual striking combo, you know, with the uh, the slaps and the headbutt. But uh, Janela overpowers him with a clothesline. Then uh, Janela tries for the Mishinoku driver, but Darby counters with a stutter and uh, rolls through with a jackknife pin for a near fall. Uh, they bridge out, and Janela. Yeah, I was uh, a fan of how he countered that. Yeah, no, it was pretty. I, I mean, I, I like the way pretty that he fluid. that, that he, uh, he right after the stunner, he went straight for the jackknife pin. It yep. wasn't. It was like a yeah, like he said, totally fluid. No hesitation. Yeah, exactly. Um, they bridge out, and Janela tries for the backslide, but instead, Darby tries for uh, La Mahistro. Man, see, that's how you know you've been watching wrestling when you yeah. can land that right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for another near fall, they jog for position until Janela hits a stuffed pile driver out of nowhere for does a near he, fall. Though? He does, though. Uh, Darby hits a big avalanche code red from the top for a near fall. Uh, but the finish comes as Darby grabs Janela in a hammer lock, but sweeps his leg in sort of like a hammer lock STO. Yeah. Uh, Janela's still laying with his arm underneath him from the, you know, from laying in the in the position, the hammer lock mm-hmm. position. Yeah. Uh, Darby hits the coffin drop on that arm. Uh, that he was working on for the uh, the majority of the match. Yeah, just sandwiched that on. Yeah, for the win and the successful title defense. Uh, pretty good match. I mean, pretty good opener. Like I said, I, I don't know if I've seen Joey look this good on AEW. My favorite, I mean, match that I could even, you know, I mean, the fact that I could remember any good match that, I mean, in my opinion, would be the one he had against uh, Unsanctioned and with Moxley. But. And he had that other one with Kenny that got nuts, too. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. I mean, I, will, I don't know. What I will yeah. say is, um, I sent you guys a link. There was a longer version of the promo Janela turned in last week. Um, and the longer version of that just really builds the match a lot better. I think one of the lines I love was Darby was like, 
basically saying, you know, we fought each other all over the place, but this isn't the goddamn indies anymore. You know, and it was like, what happened to you? Like, I got the same opportunity you did, and I ran with it. Like, where are you at? It's so like, I, yeah, I loved all of that. I like that because it, it it goes to the narrative that a lot of people think of Janela already with him being in the big leagues, mm-hmm. but still wrestling. And Janela even tier, says, yeah. the last time you saw me, I got my, I got just squashed by Kenny Omega. Like, because remember, he he had another match. Yeah, you no, know, because uh, Sonny Kiss took his place in the yeah. Eliminator, and then he ended up getting that match with, with Omega later. And yeah, had, exactly. So like, I, I thought it was a good story to tell. Surprised they didn't pour it on before the match. But, yeah, not not a bad outing by both men. Yeah, I agree. Um, from here, we got a recap of uh, Kenta coming into uh, AEW mm-hmm. last week. Uh, and one thing I, I thought it was uh, worth noting is that you know they, they kept saying uh, Kenta has uh, kicked open, open the yeah. proverbial forbidden door. So... Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what what better than the guy who who's known for the kicks? For kicks, yeah. They they, yeah, they I mean, shoehorn that in uh, very well. Very very smart way to do that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it could it could have been uh you know it could have been a uh, Tama, but you know no he does no it's not gonna be Tama. <laughs> Tama's <laughs> gonna show up when you least expect it in my opinion. See there there yeah. was there was an exclusive like post uh, AEW thing I didn't get to watch yet, but it's like I think Callus Kenta and Omega basically responding to Thomas like recent hmm. comments but it was like an AW oh, I guess style gotcha. thing yeah check I gotta that check out. that out to see if there's any like anything that ties in or I mean because everyone's been wondering like oh has this been well, what would they say like the, has the ties been been repaired between yeah, Bullet Club that's all they keep obsessing yeah so uh, anyways uh, pretty much we get a, uh, a promo from a drama I feel like they place these in the same spot every yeah, week almost every week yeah ah uh, man not a bad thing though uh, pretty much Mox is talking about Kenta calling him out. He says he called him out from across the ocean with a briefcase, uh, looking like a dork, mm-hmm. <laughs> in his words. Uh, says, last week was no surprise because Kenta knows that the time for cheap talk is over, and if he wants a piece of this, and uh, swings the IWGP US heavyweight title on his shoulder uh, into frame. Uh, he says he has to get it done in the ring. Um, you know, he makes fun of, uh, you know, him and Omega saying that you know did they connect on a you know some book club yeah. Facebook group yeah that was pretty good uh, you know he talks teaming with a man who's tried to kill him on more than one occasion and, and uh, Lance Archer mm-hmm. uh, but says that uh, February 26 he's gonna dump uh, Kenta on his head and uh, tonight is just for fun yeah more or less you mm-hmm. know so uh, from here we got uh, a very interesting segment that I thought uh, was probably pretty one of the better segments of the night mm-hmm. but. Um, there is something that I've been noticing in the segments this week, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like they've been filming these with like a a BTE flavor. Maybe. Um, just the way that the delivery comes off. But uh-huh. uh, like I said, I digress. Anyways, uh, Inner Circle, uh, MJF, and Sammy Guevara backstage segment here. Yeah. Sammy brings the cameraman with him as he walks into the inner circle locker room as it looks like MGF is having another secret meeting uh, slash discussion with the rest of the members of inner circle. Uh, Sammy asked them to leave to have a minute to speak to MGF, and they all were kind of like surprisingly hesitant. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was because they had his back or they were just like worried, hesitant to leave those two alone. That's, with their, that's how I bought it. Okay, yeah, yeah, with their like obvious animosity. That's why I feel mm-hmm. okay. Uh, MGF says it's cool and even allows War Dog to take a walk as well. Uh, trust me, I, I made sure I shoehorned that in yep. and never get to call him War Dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sammy confronts MGF about last week. Uh, says he knows that he's trying to take over the uh, the inner circle. MGF plays innocent again as he casually takes out his cell phone uh, and places it on the table next to him. And if you didn't, if you weren't looking, you missed it. Yeah, no, it was uh, well done. And and starts directing the conversation to where he's kind of blaming Sammy's suspicions of him. Uh, yeah, you he's know, like turning the accusations yeah, around on like, him. Like saying he's jealous because, you know, quote, 
he was once the apple of Chris's eye, and once he slid in, the sex gods died, and pretty much accuses Sammy of wanting to take over the uh, uh, the inner circle, and tells him to admit it that you hate Chris Jericho, and then you know Sammy kind of plays along mockingly and mm-hmm. says, "Oh, you know, yeah, I I, I want to take over the inner circle. I hate Chris. Is that what you want to hear?" And MJF looks at him with a huge grin and says, "That's actually exactly what I wanted to hear." As he grabs his cell phone back mm-hmm. up off the table, you hear like a little beep or like a ding. Yeah, go off. Kind of, kind of like signify yeah. it's it's finished it's like recording. recording. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Sammy grabs the phone and pretty much eats it into the wall for trying he to definitely does uh, to record the conversation and then uh, hits MGF with a gut punch and walks out of frame as uh, he just grabs his stomach and honestly, and- yeah, that punch to the stomach looked good. It, the whole segment was good. In my yeah, opinion. I thought I thought it was a really good. I mean, between those two, but see, okay, I got to bring this up to you. Um, I believe it's uh, uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, Simon Miller from What Culture. He believes that Sa- that Sammy and MGF are putting this on and they're working together this whole time. Mm, I don't see it. And I mean, when you think about it, you're like last week, like he purposely stormed out the room to get. If if you look at it, it's him purposely storming out the room. To get Jericho to chase after him mm, to separate yeah. him from the inner circle, That's it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the fact that you know he obviously he's been getting into it later to the night. You know he more or less takes a sabbatical from inner circle, almost AEW period. So it's like with him away, you don't even like. I, I don't buy it. I mean, it's a good no, no, theory, I, I get but it, I but feel I, like to go to put on that whole thing of my voice is being recorded. Like that seems like a lot of trouble to just throw off the smart marks. Like they don't. My opinion. I, I I agree. I mean. They've done weirder things in yeah. WWF, mm-hmm. like Vince at the last minute saying, no, Christopher Daniels is way too small. I'll just play the greater power. <laughs> like, wow, God damn so it. stupid. Uh, wow, yeah, what's next? Uh, next, we got uh, Cody Rhodes and Lee Jonathan, baby. Yeah. We, for the uh, Shotty Lee versus we did pre- bring this up. Pretty yeah. Peter Avalon and Fever Bononi, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, we brought this uh, up earlier. Uh, Bad five, baby. Uh, it's probably, what, like maybe a seven-minute match? Um, sure. Cody starts off against Avalon as he quickly takes offense to Peter, stomping him out in the corner. Cody tags in Lee Johnson, who quickly falls victim to the experience of Avalon, and I will say experience. Mm-hmm. He's been everywhere. Yep. Uh, as he gets uh, a blind tag into Bononi, who takes him uh, takes him out, uh, Avalon is back in as Lee is quick to get back into the match uh, with an ode to Daniel Bryan, as I said, with the backflip into the corner, mm-hmm. um, and drops Avalon with a dropkick. Uh, upset about his face being hit, Avalon tags back out to Bononi. Who uh, quickly he doesn't o- like being hit in the he face. He doesn't. It's not. It's his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who quickly uh, overwhelms Lee, uh, who counters a powerbomb attempt and tags Cody back in. Uh, Cody ch- chucks away at the big oak tree and finally takes him down with a running clothesline. Uh, Bononi powers back with a pump handle suplex, though it yeah, looks that like following. Yeah, yeah, it looked like he could have really. I don't know if it was legit or if Cody was just working, working it. You yeah, know what I mean? or, or he for, looked like he landed awkwardly on his shoulder. See, but yeah. at the same time, based on how the, the finish of the match was, yeah. I don't know if this was just to build in the story of the match. Yeah, to maybe. Help, yeah, to you know dispatch I mean? Cody a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to like you know because everyone's thinking, oh, so Cody is just trying to get his young boys in, but he's obviously going to take the lead. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, anyways, the heels continue the offense, and Cody throughout the picture-in-picture with frequent tags. Avalon tries for the springboard, but uh, Cody catches him in midair, lifts him uh, for a fireman carry gutbuster drop, mm-hmm. uh, ta- uh, tags Johnson back in, who comes in with the hot tag and a pair of clotheslines, followed by a running neck breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bononi tries for a sneak attack, but Lee hits him uh, hits a well-timed low bridge, and I say that importantly because I've watched so many people hit a low bridge, and it's so yeah. telepathic and mm-hmm. horrible and but this was very well placed, very well timed, so mm-hmm. I had to give him his credit. Uh, sends him to the outside and takes him out with a corkscrew plancha. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like a. I didn't cor- expect it from it's him. It's like a corkscrew 
tope con hilo almost like he still flipped like, yeah like but, it, it uh, was still a senton but yeah he, yeah it was tw- twisting it was, it was awesome yeah. uh johnson on, on fire now with no wasted motion and tries for the springboard uh avalon ducks but johnson still catches him with a super kick to the gut and it's a fisherman style uh, it, it was like a like the pump handle neck breaker, but it was like a yeah. fisherman style. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of. I was like, all right, okay. Yeah, I see you, shoddy. Uh, close fall there, uh, but Benoni's in to break it up. And pan, this is this is. Uh, I, I I put this pun in here just for Mark McFly. Mm-hmm. Pancakes Johnson with the lifting flapjack. Um, <laughs> he did. The, the finish comes when Avalon tries for the Mar the, the Martinis, uh, but jo- uh, Johnson ducks and rolls him up with a schoolboy for the win. Uh, then we get a post-match interview. We get, uh, I guess, a what's supposed to be an emotional moment for Lee, uh, as you know, he says, "There's a world of words he doesn't have for Tony right then and there." As Tony Schiavone's uh, down there to get some words from Big Shotty Lee, uh, along with uh, the rest of his coaches who have now come out, um, including QT. Uh, you know, we did say possibly that's probably mm-hmm. why the 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 you know the intention of this because he did shout out all his coaches from Cody to Dustin to even Brandy, yeah, uh, but didn't name QT. So I thought that was a uh, Mm-hmm. There was some weird body language there, but yep. uh, he does. You know, he pretty much uh, you know shuts out his coaches, thanks them, and gives his appreciation for the Rhodes family. He says the Rhodes family is his family, and them and them alone did this for him. So um, I wasn't mad at the promo, that seems but like the, the kind of staple down on that. Q- Q- I mean, QT is in a Rhodes. I was thinking oh, that too, you. but oh, oh, um, I'm sorry. One thing I forgot that I wanted to make sure I noted was they did show Arn Anderson's son. Yeah, Brock. bro. Yeah, that dude's big. If he didn't look like Ole, bro, I swear to God, yeah, yeah, that no, hair. No, that's what the, the, Jim Ross legit says. He looks like Arn and Ole. Yeah, that's I was legit. What he said. It, it was one of those things where I don't know what he's doing, but man, he. It. It. it yeah, I don't know why. He, it gave yeah, me a feel he, good he's, moment. He's a. He's a. He's a farm-fed corn. Yeah, bread. some bitch like that dude. He's huge. Like I, I've seen him. Uh, the I, things he's done in college, I've seen a, a couple clips on him. So yeah, he's he's gonna be a player. Is he a wrestler, a football player? He's, or something? he's a he's a wrestler. Okay. Um, and he's just about. To, I believe he started training already. So I like that because first time they saw him, they showed him on camera. No lie, like when you look at him, you're like, oh, this bo- this dude, he he was born like mm-hmm. it's in his blood to do a spine buster. Yeah. You already know, like mm-hmm. he's a hoss. It's man. gonna yeah, dude, uh, dude. It'd be awesome if he ah oh, if he rolls with FTR. That'd be man, great, man. Oh man, that's awesome. Anyways. Uh, next, we get a Young Bucks interview with Dasha. Is it Dasha? Yep. Yeah. With, then, you know, we get the Good Brothers with a little cameo here. And uh, this is another example of what Smith's I was saying. Um, it's just missing some kids and shit. Oh, man. These guys are too it, much. I'm, if you they're, know, starting you know, to, they're starting to ruin BTE for me a little bit. I'm not going to I was going to say, I mean, the fact that they keep starting every BTE yeah. with But I will screen. admit, dude, the point you made earlier where some of these are shot BTE well, style, I, was about to bring I felt this like up. this is one like, of those. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is when I started feeling like that because the way that they even were acting, Good Brothers were totally like BTE uh, uh, character-wise, like yeah. what we've been seeing a lot lately, and even the Bucks. You know what I mean? So th- this is what I really wrote down. Uh, these guys look like they were filming a BTE bit the whole time, really different from their usual promos, which I can't say is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Shrug, <laughs> I mean, they're not really known for their strong promo game otherwise, so this came off more natural on a more relative uh, level, I guess, mm-hmm. with how the fans really see Matt and Nick's personal, uh, you know, the personalities due to consistently watching BTE. Mm-hmm. It seemed more aligned with that version of themselves as opposed to the AEW version of themselves. You yeah, know what I, I, mean? I agree, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it just felt different, and again, I can't say at all it's particularly a bad thing, but overall, they try to talk to the Good Brothers about them kind of costing them the Battle Royal win and the, the quote-unquote big money uh, uh, bullet, bullet Club versus Bullet Club title versus title dream match mm-hmm. at Revolution. And uh, 
Good Brothers, they teased the demo stat. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. She's like, you already know it's eight eight hundred forty-four thousand against a measly six ten, baby. That's the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why these guys are just like they're they they break they're kayfabe wilding. on so many so many yeah. yeah so many levels where I can't I can't help but like laugh. Uh, they even talk about how they too sweeted Tony Khan. Yeah, uh, which, even said, "Come on, it's the Wolfpack, baby." Yeah, no, nice stinger. stinger. No, yeah, I, I get into that later. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, the, the, the Good Brothers stick to the story on BTE. Uh, if you watch, if mm-hmm. you know it, you know it. Pretty much to say that they they were at the uh, Battle Royal because of the heat with uh, the current heat with Private Party, who obviously mm-hmm. they're uh, they, they refer to as Private Shardy. Yeah, I think they're facing um, off uh, this weekend, right? Uh, yeah, it actually turned into mm-hmm. a triple threat now. Um, oh, because okay. James Storm oh, and Chris, yeah. Chris Saban managed it. to push it into a triple threat. So yeah, they they've been having some uh, some drama on Impact with a private party ever since they they've been crossing the line as well. But mm-hmm. uh, which when you think about it, they, they did technically eliminate Isaiah Cassidy as well um, yeah. before Nick got thrown out. But uh, they showed her to change the focus and say that their heat should be with Proud and Powerful for eliminating Matt and uh, with MJF and uh, Brother Jericho as they called for uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know eliminating Nick and mocking their pose that quote unquote. Built up their net worth and bought them their big ass mansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, big. The Bucks issue the championship challenge to uh, Proud and Powerful next week. Uh, they say they are a top ranked team in AEW, though I made sure to note I don't know how when they haven't really teamed together and I don't know how long. Yeah, uh, before the the inner circle triple threat tag match that they but did. I you think know? they're but like the fourth ranked. See, or something like that. No, uh, they claimed actually. Oh, yeah, there they you say, go. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah, yeah. so in their match too. But yeah, uh, they t- they tried it too sweet with the Bucks. <laughs> the, uh, but Matt, you know, I don't know why Matt's just always so weird about it. Uh, he says, "Oh no, Sting's sitting around the corner," and he's like, "What? What do you embarrass? Sting's in the Wolfpack. Hey, that's red and black, brother." <laughs> and then yeah. you know, obviously Nick obliges the too sweet mm-hmm. uh, before Good Brothers walk off. And hey, hey, Sting, are you think it was <laughs> you going too sweet? You going too sweet? I thought that was. I just thought it was hilarious because yeah. you're like, we, what are you getting scared of? Like this is the, one of the originators on, on yeah. your show. too. It seems like to me what it is is Matt is trying to s- sell the not blur the line, the cease this and assist thing. Or no, whatever. I think he's trying to go. Dude, we're buddies, but let's just do it when we're d- together. Yeah, we don't like, have to keep I'm doing not trying it on to camera. Do- yeah, yeah, it's kind of that's how I'm looking at it as. So like, yeah, yeah you're, like, you're using every every avenue you can. Yeah, to, 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 to get, get us to do it on camera. Yeah. 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 Uh, next, we get a Hangman Page interview backstage. Yeah, uh, this is good too. And again, this is another like BTE style type of thing. It um, was. Yeah. Matt Hardy pretty much invites uh, Hangman out to a bar that he pretty much rented out or pretty much paid for for the night. Um, you know, tells him drinks are on him. Says he understands he's not trying to be a tag team anymore, uh, but Hardy keeps putting over the, how good their their uh, teamwork was together and their magic. how good their chemistry. Oh yeah, their magic was. Uh, you know, from their uh, their, uh, their their yeah week. their victory last week. Uh, Page obliges the offer with the caveat that Matt Hardy said he was paying for everything. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Hangman says he'll be right there. He just needs to grab his phone, even though he has his phone in his hand. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, it, it, it just got you know it, it's uh you know page runs into dark order and of course you know page is uh he's acting nervous slash uh you know awkward around mm-hmm. them he, he's That's like an awkward exchange he, all he, he's like a kid at school who's like spooked at his old friends that he's been or avoiding his old ex or yeah. well i mean like the way it's like his old friends that he's been avoiding because he got accepted by the cooler kids he's yeah like, very true they accidentally overheard him get invited to the party and you know, now he's trying to like not make it seem like he's you know it's ditching them. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, but that was pretty much it. Again, I feel like this had a huge BTE <laughs> like, feel to it. I see you on the flip. God, that was stupid. That was so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> I, I thought I, for, for whatever reason, I thought he said that like he was gonna double up with like a flip uh, Gordon reference or yeah, something. something. I didn't know what he was doing, but man. Anyways, next we get a uh, Pac uh, versus Ryan Nemeth. Uh, this was just a five minute tune up for Pac. Is yep. uh, Nemeth only got two moves in, but the finish came when uh, Pac hits the Black Arrow, followed by the Brutalizer. Yes, to, he did. 
to tap out Nemeth for the win and continues the submission post match until he uh, finally decides to let go. Yeah, um, pretty much. Standard Pac. Yeah. You know, Phoenix comes down, celebrates the win. Yeah, him. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, he was out there with him. Um, yeah. Or just, I think what it was is I saw him when he entered the. Oh ring yeah, right he was trying to like lift him up on the ropes. He's like, yeah, no, yeah. I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, from here, we get a recap of uh, Kip and Penelope's wedding. Um, not much. That, I mean, if you saw it, you saw it. Uh, the only thing I thought it was funny was you know they showed uh, Orange and Chuck with champagne yeah. glasses and you know Chuck goes I mean what they think was gonna happen and then <laughs> or no Orange says well I mean what do they think was gonna happen and then Chuck's like obviously Orange Cassidy's gonna pop out of a wedding cake and I was yeah, like yeah I, I thought you that, know it's straightforward like yeah, you know like that was a that was a nice little tap on the fourth wall for this week and yeah. I think it just is ironic because that's what you know Miro did the last time he was yeah you know part of a and wedding again, was he, he I, I basically loved, took his his idea so I, I, thought I, was good. I loved what he was doing I mean again you know we always know what to expect with the wrestling weddings but the fact that he was like no no we're not asking this question yeah. I've been there before we're not doing it I thought it was hilarious yeah. I mm-hmm. thought it, definitely you know it's in that same vein of it was it was bad booking from creative and we're or not talking about it again it's kind of like how they've done a good job trying not to make it obvious like you know with the debates with jericho and and um orange and stuff like like some of that stuff too they've kind of done their homework to go around what you normally would expect to happen and it gets a better result so i liked it yeah Yeah, i I think so especially you know with independent fans you definitely want to try to surprise them still you know it's it's hard when everyone's you know in Mm -hmm. on it so Anyways, we get a uh, Jericho backstage uh, interview with uh, he has War Dog and uh, Jake Hager, which I thought was kind of uh, not really uh, consistent. Realistic. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I mean, well, I guess they had their match and they're cool now, but yeah, I do like the the visual of the two heavies being at ringside. I, I like the two heavies with Jericho for some reason. Yeah. I don't know, it, it looked good. You know, you got Warlow, he's looking good. You got the trench coat, mm-hmm. or or yeah, like the uh, the peak coat on and all yeah. that, but. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, MGF is like seemingly missing, and so uh, you know, proud and powerful kind of come into frame. They said they found him in the trainer's room. Uh, MGF comes in frame as well, trying to tell Jericho a one-sided version of what just happened between him and Sammy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, next we get the Jericho and MGF versus the acclaimed. Uh, MGF comes out with his ribs uh, taped up, tattles on Sammy, but says he, you know, he pretty much is saying that he hit him for no reason at all. Yeah, that he may have broken ribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho says that they'll deal with Sammy after their match. As uh, he is conspicuous by his absence since the rest of Inner Circle is there ringside mm-hmm. uh, and came out with Jericho. Uh, they claimed to actually get a really good reaction this week. Uh, yeah, Max do. Caster has some bars for MJF yeah, this does. week. Yeah. He, he said, uh, uh, Jericho sucks like a mosquito. I hope your bones aren't as fragile as your ego. Mm-hmm. Then he said, uh, I threw you out the Battle Royal. I caught him slipping because of all the baby oil. Yeah. Loved it, and, and I should anyway, get a shot and at right, that diamond ring unless you want to be my sunshine and sing. Mm-hmm. And the crowd loved it. Yeah, I Ate mean, I, but I really like the baby oil line because it went right to MJF, and it's like, look at him gleaming. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, that was <laughs> so great. Funny. But yeah, that, man, that but was no, pretty good. Um, but yeah, even the crowd, the crowd like had a really, uh, like mm-hmm. I said, a really good reaction to them. It was a good back um, and forth match too. Yeah, this was actually a really, a really good. Uh, again, they got a uh, you know. Uh, let me get into it. MJF starts off with Caster before taking a quick powder for Favorin's ribs. Uh, Jericho tags in but gets overwhelmed by the tag team offense of the acclaimed. Jericho already looking slow or winded in his movements, but is selling for them, so that's great. Um, tags in MJF who gets planted with a modified back suplex face buster. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, kind of like what AJ Styles does, but he did it off like to the side. It's weird because I've I've like imagined doing that, but moves. but didn't think like, it was like was physically younger. possible. Yeah, right? and then yeah. when you see, you're like, oh, that's why no one does that. It looks really abrupt. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it looks was, rough. It's like I mean, depending on the person's height and weight differential, exactly, you gotta yeah. figure it, man. Because uh, I've seen AJ barely get it on some fools. I'm like, yeah. damn, Kevin Owens, you almost got sandwiched. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
Uh, yeah, he lands on his ribs for the near fall. MGF tags in Jericho as they take over momentum and hit a double flapjack on Caster. Shout out to McFly. Mm-hmm. Uh, MGF takes over during the picture in picture and That's drops. become a staple with Jericho and MGF, I noticed. The double yeah, flapjack. The flapjack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyways, picture in picture, uh, uh, MGF uh, drops Bowens off the apron and isolates Caster. Uh, Caster powers out uh, and uh, as both go for the tag, but Bowens is still down, so Jericho uh, catches Caster by surprise with the uh, with the vintage back suplex and the cocky pin. He does. Mm-hmm. Brought it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho throws Caster out the ring and uh, distracts Aubrey as uh, Bowens tries to illegally come into the match and the rest of the uh, inner circle beat down Caster on the outside. Yes, they do. Uh, Jericho tries for a suplex, but Caster reverses it, but Jericho tags out. Uh, and MJF cuts off Caster to avoid the hot tag and locks in the ab stretch with the old school reach back for the extra leverage yeah. behind the ref's back. Uh, but Aubrey actually catches it and kicks arm, uh, MJF's arm away. Uh, well, technically, like underneath his arm. And yeah. I was like thinking to break the, in, uh, in my the head, chain. Basically. Yeah. In my head, I was like, I swear, if he doesn't complain about this next week and how it hurt his ribs like, yeah, or his know, wrist or something, yeah. something. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty much separates uh, you know the the the, the arm lock uh, between Jericho and uh, MGF. As Caster reverses the ab stretch and eventually gets tagged to Bowens, who hits a flurry of strikes on both Jericho and MGF and takes Jericho out with a drop kick and drops MGF with almost uh, what looked to me like an inverted angle slam. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, Ortiz tried to get involved, but uh, uh, Jericho takes advantage with a chop to the throat and then tries for a line salt. But Caster smashes uh, the boombox off yeah. his dome piece for a near I, I thought, fall. I thought they deserved I wouldn't have been to mad. win after that. I would, yeah. If they would have won like that. But but then again, it's like if since they're already slated to face like Young Bucks at Revolution, True. it makes no sense to make them look weak. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowens then, then hits his finish, which is like a spinning Uranagi side slam. Yeah, uh, we, we've called it before, but it's just it's, it's just, just so to, different. Yeah, uh, He tags in Caster to set up what they call the Clam to Fame, but... Uh, Bone goes to take out MGF on the outside with a slingshot crossbody, but totally misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hager, really bad, yeah. Too. And uh, Hager uh, on the other side shoves Caster off the top rope behind Aubrey's back, which sets him up for the Judas effect for the win. And yeah, we got a, a win from uh, yeah. I guess if they beat the Young Bucks to the Champions, well, I don't know what to call them mm-hmm. just yet, but. I will say that after this, we got a post-match where Sammy Guevara's solo music hits, and I don't know why it made me pop. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. It was like, it's like I'm here now, bitch. Mm-hmm. But okay, the only other thing that made me pop more than his music was the shirt that he had on. Did you see that shit? Nah. He had a shirt that said woman on it, and inside the letters was a picture of, uh, of Nancy. Oh, that is hard. Man, I was Wow, like, okay, because I, I, like, I, th- I saw it said woman, but I thought it said woman, like plural. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like just to support... You know, like people like, you know, if you Especially, watch Catfish, well, people well, always wear, you know, the future is female or but, like but, one of but, those shirts. But also like his history with like the whole Sasha Banks thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I Sensitivity training. Mm-hmm. You would, yeah, you know. That, that, I, that's hard. But yeah, I, I saw that and I saw it again. I'm like, because I saw, I, was like, I noticed in the, in the MGF segment, I'm like, did that say woman on it? And then I was like, wait, does that have Nancy in it? And when I that's looked, like, I was like, yo, that's a hard ass shirt, bro. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, post-match, like I said, so uh, Sammy Guevara's solo music hits, uh, you know, he makes his entrance to the ring. Jericho asks Sammy pretty much what's been going on with him and MJF. You know, I'm hearing these things. Yeah, you show going up, on, you show up late. <laughs> you punch him for no reason. Yeah, you know, his phone. just again, the whole one-sidedness of the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sammy cuts to the chase and says, uh, I can't remember the date. It was either December, December 9th. Okay, I put 6 slash 9. He said, December 9th, 2020, I told you that if one more thing happened with him, that I was done. And I'm done. 
crowd actually is cheering for Sammy. And then Jericho is like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean by, by your dad? What does that mean? And he says, it means I'm done. It means that I quit the inner circle. And he walks off, but not before stopping and going down the face tunnel. Mm, I didn't even notice that. These are the things you get. It's a little mm, things. Yeah. Lesnar, we got to, we got to, we got to. Yeah, he stopped. Like he was walking off and stopped. And then it was like, no, I'm going down this way. And I was like, oh, this mm. is. But then again, that's what made me think. I'm like, he could have been doing that on purpose again to sell the fact that no one is thinking Sammy has anything to do with this. Very true. So that's the only reason why I doubled back on that. But yeah. definitely a, a groundbreaking development on, uh, you know, Dynamite. Yeah. And I know, to the inner circle. I mean, and I shit. mean, not that it adds more, but I know Marvez tried to get a word too. And he just said, hey, man, I'm going to go home and I need time yeah, away from, from AEW. Get his and mind the, right. And yeah. yeah, he had his bags with him and everything. Yeah. yeah so, um, I mean, that was very interesting. From here, uh, we got a uh, promo, or not a promo, it's, it's a, I guess, I call them pre-tapes because they're supposed to be in a different area yeah. that was taped before because, yeah. you know, whatever. They, why, why dispatch a camera crew for certain things? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. But anyways, Matt Hardy and Hangman Page are at the bar. Uh, Matt Hardy acts like he's been drinking with Hangman all night. Man, I don't know why this came off such a sleazy way to me. I, I really hated Matt. I like Matt he's, did a good job of making yeah. me not like him mm-hmm. in, in this instance, but... Uh, instead, uh, you know, it shows him pouring out all the shots and uh, acting like he's been choking him down uh, and pretty much weasels his way to getting an overbeveraged page. I thought you'd like that mm-hmm. since that's a Honda Center term. Yeah. Uh, but when, when, you, when you work events and, and venue work like uh, us, uh, you, you, you would know these terms. But yeah, they, they consider you overbeveraged. Secret society type mm-hmm. stuff. Um, no, but yeah, an overbeveraged page to sign this 30% carny contract on the sell point that he was going to make him millions of millions of dollars. Uh, he also talks to the camera, still in obvious earshot of Paige. And again, this is where I get the BTE feel on this. Yeah, definitely. Because of that. Um, you know, he's telling the camera, I've asked you to be here to document. I thought he was going to say to document these events. Yeah. But, you know, I thought he was going to still, you know, put it mm-hmm. over, even though he's big money Matt now. But he actually, he just said, I'm here to document it in case he doesn't remember and wakes up angry the next and sober, day. sober, yeah. And I just want to make sure this is on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this was And filmed. he got out of Dodge quickly. Like, he didn't yeah. even wait for the next drink. No. He was like, I'm going to go get this official. I'm going to get this notarized, yeah. whatever. I got someone on top. I, yeah. I only got one theory is I think Paige... Because a different Matt, name or something? I think he signed where Match was supposed to sign. Mm. I think it might be a thing where not because he did a, say a purpose I, and now you got to sign this part. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so that's the one thing I could think of is that he just signed a line and accidentally signed the wrong one, and Matt just signed the other. You know what I'm saying? And Matt doesn't even it was realize just it. Yet. This so just, I don't know. That's he, the only hey, thing I would I, I could see coming. He from brandished that, that manila folder out of nowhere. He really though. did. I was though. like, damn, bro. Man. Like, yeah, I don't like you. Like, like, like I said, he did all, <laughs> all he, business. He made me not like him, yeah. which is the name of the game. Yeah. So I can't hate. And I don't think I felt like this since Mattitude, to be honest with you. Hey, that's that's really you uh, know, probably for me it was like when he was doing the Because uh, I liked when he was when, doing when, the when we had when we had braid, braided ice pick hardy in TNA. Yeah, we don't talk about it. I don't I mean he was doing something different. Anyway. Tony Schiavone invites Sting to, uh, out to talk about the upcoming street fight again for like what's like the fifth week in a row as they continue to always like I don't know every week they're like so how do y'all feel about the street fight yeah. so how y'all feel about, about like street. it's uh, every and week and what do you guys look for and then I'm, and then Team Taz yeah interrupts. and you know before and Team Taz interrupts before he can answer Tony uh, Tony's question of this course is like what the third week in a row yeah yeah Team Taz interrupts via the Tron again as per usual but this time. Instead of just talking tough, uh, they're looking tough. Yeah, uh, inside of an SUV, I think, right? Yeah, they have um, who was it? Was Hobbs and Taz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hobbs inside, and Taz are inside. 
Uh, they're pretty much saying, oh, we're taking a little road trip with a special, uh, uh, you know, guest passenger. And, of course, the you know, pretty much they actually have kidnapped Darby Allen and stuffed him into a body bag. Attached to the back of their SUV is they pretty much drag him throughout the uh, the parking lot. The, my, my note on this is Sting just looks on and, like, hurries out of the ring as if his old ass. And I, I say this in all respect. But like, bro, you're not gonna you're not gonna save him. Like, you're not gonna yeah, run fast at the same time or go I, find where they're at and, I, and buy yourself, like, right? Because the fact that they announced, I buy it. Well, this is why I didn't buy it is because later they were like, I, 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 it's, it's part of the, the the announcements after this. I mean, pretty much, you know, what they announce them for next week, and I'm like, yo, there's still 30 minutes in the show. You could still do something. You don't have to wait till next week. Yeah, I, I, honestly, yeah, I just thought like, um, I don't. They didn't. They weren't moving at a speed that you believe that they left the parking lot. So I feel like. Sting was like, I, I'm hoping they're still in the parking lot and I can intervene. But see, that's what, that's I, where I was like, but what would he do? There's I, four I mean, of them. Yeah, but that hasn't ma- the numbers game hasn't mattered this whole time with the way they presented it. I'm not yeah, saying it makes sense, him. but yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, and again, like all due respect, Sting's old ass. Like you, you can't tell me that Cage and Hobbs can't take care of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it just you would oh, think no. you would use that, your muscle on the guy that's and that's that's I think that's yeah. what it's like. You know, like, okay, so you're hurrying out, but I'm like, realistically, bro, you're not going to take all four of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess because he's got an equal. I don't know, but yeah. I, but, but what I will say is for Darby, I'm sure he was thinking, <laughs> typical Wednesday night. He's like, man, I, 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 you know, I really needed some acupuncture, but this is even better. He's I like, I was going to do this myself, but you know, if you I, guys got a car that's after cool. that match with Janela, you know, it's already was, set up. Cool, was feeling some yeah. aches. You know, the DDPY was straight up, man. DDPY I wasn't working, so I had, had to just get some, uh, you know. Yeah, it's old fashioned. Just, <laughs> anyways, uh, I got about three segments left here on, on the on the docket. But um, next we get Kenny Omega pre-tape promo on the golf course. Uh, Mark Vez uh, rolls up on Kenny mid-swing, uh, attempts to apologize uh, for interrupting. But I was like, come on, bro, like you know better than that. like why would you roll up mid-swing? Like, come on, bro, why would you roll up mid-swing and not have a ride back? That too. That was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny tells him to stop talking and watch him land the shot uh, uh, out of the sand, uh, which I was actually surprised. Like He actually yeah, he, has some skills. Yeah. Um, then uh, he pretty much asked uh, Mark Vez to get it off his chest, you know, th- th- why he's bothering him and made it, a, you know, all this effort to come, you know, see him at the, at the golf in course fr- and all that. on his free time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he basically, I think it, he was just like, this is how you're getting ready? Well, yeah, yeah. He right? pretty, he, he's asking him, like, you know, shouldn't you be prepping for the match tonight as you know, as Balls opposed to anywhere, being yeah. on the golf course? You know, you're teaming with a guy who you, who may not even like you against two other guys who definitely don't. Falls can anywhere, like you mentioned. Uh, Omega says, you know, we're talking pro wrestling, right? The, the thing I've been, you know, proved to be the best in the world at, my resume backs it up. And, uh, you know, says instead of studying tape somewhere, he's out, you know, with being one with nature and getting himself – Mentally, emotionally, and uh, what would you say? Uh, prepared. Prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, forgot what it feels like to lose. I, I, I like that. Love uh, that line, yeah. That line. Uh, it says, you know, the past 15 matches in AEW, he hasn't lost, and he's not going to lose today. Uh, as Callus is in the background actively moving Kenny's ball around for the hole-in-one, uh, I mean, I don't know if you caught that. He pretty oh, much yeah. just trying to make it seem like he hit it out the sand for the hole. He's like, I got the eagle. Yeah. Uh, and then he takes the golf ball and gives it to Mark Vez, like a ball player giving a young fan a home run mm-hmm. ball. Uh, tell him he, he says something about he's going to sell it on his MySpace page. I was like, all right, Callis, calm down on showing your age. Calm yeah. down. Uh, and then, like you said, Mark Vez uh, asked for a ride, but they laugh at him and walk out of frame. But that's pretty much how that went. I actually enjoyed this from uh, this side of Omega. Was, yeah. I just thought it, it, it would have been better if played earlier in the, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like in, in the program. That, that's one of the things. And I'll give him his due. You Brian, could have switched Brian, that with, with John Moxley's Brian last says this a lot is 
collectively is an actual TV show, AW, the way they put it, whoever's putting it together, it's not good. It's not a good transition. The matches, like, even if you're good for the matches, like, if you watch it for the matches, like, yeah, it's good. But as far as as a whole and how they choose to package it and serve it to you, I would agree that there is, you know, a different uh, sequence of how they can pretty much layer it, things it could out be more efficient yeah, yeah you know you. so i mean and, and i only brought that up because much to what you're saying like mm. we kind of see the same format sometimes week to week oh, yeah uh with the sting stuff like you said the moxley mm-hmm. placement of the promo and all that but anyways uh from here we got a first round eliminator match uh with the women uh layla hirsch and uh versus uh thunder rosa representing the yeah, it was a good match united states side yeah uh 10 minute match here I uh, had a promo by uh, Rosa, a pre-tape before the match, saying she had three goals, and that's one to win the tourney to get a shot at Sheeta's title. Uh, says she wants to win her NWA title back from uh, yep. from uh, Serena Deeb. And says she has unfinished business with Britt Baker. Um, yep. They start off mad wrestling to a stalemate. Uh, Rosa with a few arm drags and a running senton for a two-count. Layla goes back to the mad wrestling with the rolling waist lock. Falls with an arm wrench uh, springboard hurricane runner from the corner. Uh, and takes out Rosa with a suicide dive. Layla tries for the cross arm bar, uh, but Rosa takes her out with a neck breaker across the ropes from the apron position. Uh, Rosa keeps on the aggressive offense through the picture-in-picture picture as she locks in the head scissors and rolls through for a, I, I, We've seen this before. It's like a repeated face buster with the knees. Yep. Um, Rosa uh, pretty much wearing Layla down with strikes and quick pin attempts. Uh, Layla... Briefly takes over momentum before Rosa continues a suplex attempt into the eye of the hurricane. Uh, I'm sorry, counters uh, a suplex attempt with the eye of the hurricane. Uh, Rosa hits a flurry of uh, attacks and uh, drops Layla with a running basement drop kick in the corner for a near fall. Layla fights back and hits a German suplex on Rosa and falls with a springboard crossbody from the corner for another near fall. Uh, Layla goes for the Kurt Angle-esque moonsault, but Rosa gets the knees up for a near fall. Layla comes back with a pair of bicycle knee strikes and uh, tries to follow up with a triple jump variation of the diving moonsault yeah. for an uh, obvious miss uh, due to how much time she was wasting here dragging Rosa into position. Uh, Rosa tries for the fire thunder driver, but Layla counters into another cross arm bar attempt, but Rosa counters out and hits the inverted crush for the win. Moving on into That's the, the uh, same thing. Yeah, the way she does the fire thunder is what we would call. Okay, yeah, because I, 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 the way that she did it, she didn't set up how she normally tries to go for it, like yeah. the scoop first. But exactly, it's yeah. weird because yeah, that's the one I know. But I think because she's got thunder in her name, she prefers to call it. Like she just executes it differently than we're used to seeing it. So I can see that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there's a million different ways to do a Mishinoki, and we still call it the same. Very so. true. Yeah. You know, and it, but you know, but if uh, Joey Janela hits a super kick, it's a thrust kick. But I yeah. digress. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we get what I call the 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 low point of the whole night for me, segment wise. We get a Jungle Boy pre tape promo with Tony Schiavone. Uh, he basically is just vowing to make Dax's bitch for what they did yeah. to Marco, who seems to have been recovered from the hands of FTR. Uh, the only other thing I could say is that Jungle Boy looks like he's putting on more muscle, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I need more from more fire from him. Yeah, we he had, had a, he, he, he had a great promo a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, preceding the singles match he had with Dax, yeah. and even the interaction where he challenged Dax in the begin in, in, to begin with was was pretty good. Too. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Where oh, he busted okay. in and was like, "Yeah, you." Oh, made, okay, I thought you meant the uh, he had did a vignette to sell their match too. Oh no, not that. that yeah, that the one really where you, where you pretty much made Dax like throw his drink and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but man, this promo was just weak in delivery and tone of voice. Like what he said wasn't bad, but. 
it didn't make me believe in what mm. he was saying or take his side or get behind his cause. Or, you know and again, I mean? ill-timed. I would have put this right before uh, the acclaimed match. Yeah, it was really you know weird that they, like, they're, they're going to put... The, I mean, especially if they, they, they're they going to talk about Marco being recovered but not show it. Yeah. Um, I but I mean, I don't know if I too. wanted to see him, but I get you, yeah. I mean, they could have tied it in together instead of mm. playing this late as hell, like you said, right before the match. maybe he's sitting down next to him or something, yeah. Something, Um Anyways, uh, match announcements for next week. Uh, apparently, Matt Seidel has a brother, and they're teaming up for the first time. No idea, yeah. Uh, to face FTR, it's uh, Matt and Mike Seidel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I had no idea. I don't know if this is older, younger. I have no idea. Or his shoot brother, or just, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh you mean, like, oh, shit. I are, didn't they, even... are they wrestling brothers, like, Ole and, like his... and Arn? Like, I was going to say, his, his real, like, his, he's, like, really his cousin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do also have Hangman uh, teaming up with Matt Hardy and Private Party uh, yeah. in a, in a uh, eight man against uh, TH2 for in uh, the Chaos Project. Uh, Which why do they keep tagging those four together? So I don't know. Weird. No. I want to TH2 need their own spot. Seriously, I mean they don't. I mean they kind of been just waiting, bro. Yeah. And 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 the reason I say that is because I have a fond spot in my heart for Jack Evans since I did see him at the uh, the very first taping outside the the building and he was mm. totally cool. Yeah. So. Shut out, Jack. Stay, stay strong, and take care of Angelico. He's an angel. Um, <laughs> Seth's so in his name. <laughs> it's in his namesake. Uh, but yeah, again, more on you know Sting announcing a week in advance. This is what I wrote that he will call out Team Taz, even though at this point when they make this announcement, there's 30 minutes left in the show, yeah. where he can, they, they, he can pretty much have plenty of time to do so before next week. But anyways. Uh, we also have announced another uh, first-round eliminator match with Serena Deeb taking on a returning Riho. Uh, and then uh, the Young Bucks will defend their tag team championships against Private Part. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Power, uh, Pride, uh, Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. See, man, see, I don't, they don't tag enough for me to say it off the cuff, man. Uh, I, I did make a note that said I would have. I would have loved to see a promo or an interview segment with pr- uh, Proud and Powerful yeah. regarding this, showing them that they ain't no bitches. Like, yeah, yeah, like just being hyped about it or just commenting on it. Be careful what you wish for. You want to give us a tag title before <sighs> title shot before? I mean, because they better they better show them putting the bucks, you know, taking the bucks out when they first got here. You yeah, know, there, there's history there. Like that's why I was kind of surprised that they didn't lean on that a little bit more, but. Again, you know, we were talking earlier, like the little small details that they can just, yeah. You know. Or the fact that Sammy, I'm, I'm not mad that Sammy left, but you would think that Young Bucks would have ran the gambit with all of the tag teams before they finally laced up against Jericho and MJF or yeah. something, you know? I yeah. don't know. But yeah. Um, next is the main event. Yeah. And um, we got Kenny Omega Mayhem <laughs> uh, with the Kenta teaming up for the first time ever against John Moxley and Lance Archer. Um, Kenta, it's too sweet, baby. It's too sweet. Kenta comes out first with the IWGP briefcase, of course, and Omega out uh, next with the ridiculous over-the-top stat-driven ring introduction complete with cleaner broom girls. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole nine. And, and, of course, Don Callis in tow. Yeah. Uh, Archer makes his way out next as Callis uh, makes his way to commentary. And then out comes Moxley uh, with the IWGP United States Heavy. It's weird because it's yeah, like, you're that like, belt didn't exist when he was AEW yeah, champion. It it's almost feels like it's... It's like a replaceable prop almost. But is I mean, it, I felt like they got dangerously close to that. But well, yeah, I but get see, you. that's the thing. It's like that. I I started thinking that they were gonna allow some sort of uh, play in action here before I saw Kenta because of the fact that they were actually name dropping the title. And, yeah, you know, they didn't really recognize him as champ on their show. Yeah, before you know what I mean. I mean, they would sometimes. Like quickly put in, yeah. he'll be on Russell Kingdom like the, or Jericho. The, the Death Rider references and stuff it, like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like more of a nudge than it was a, a clear yeah. acknowledgement. Yeah. Exactly. No, that that's 
straight up the perfect mm-hmm. way to say it. But yeah. um, as you mentioned earlier, look, I'm just going to lay out the highlights. Uh, yeah. And even then, there's still a lot. This mm-hmm. is fucking ridiculous. Uh, because this match was too chaotic, man. The carnage was—it's just—it yeah. uh, was there, man. But I mean, a tornado-style no DQ false count I, and, anywhere. And, and I like that the, it was what spoke to me as far as Texas tornado style is because they all all men started from a different corner. Yep. So I don't know. It just had that old school feel to me. Yeah. But, and um, I like how they kind of pointed that out as if there was like not really any unifying amongst both teams i mean again, they all had their own agendas like, which i thought was you i mean know, you little know things. mox and lance archer they spent the better part of the year beating each other up yep. mm-hmm. in both factions in aew mm-hmm. and in new japan and then again yeah. you know we don't know what's up with bullet club so yeah that's um mm-hmm. I, I, it was a good idea to you know lean on that strength right there to, to kind of paint that picture i'm glad you pointed that out but mm-hmm. uh kenta attacks moxley with the briefcase yes, immediately to start the match uh, again, I'm running down these these uh, highlights, so some of the stuff is not going to make sense in terms nah, of cool. sequence, we're, but it is uh, what it is. We're gonna we're gonna make through it. Mm. All right, so Kenta and Omega pretty much shove each other around trying to get their shit in on Mox um, until they get on the, on the same page. Yep. And um, Callus is still trying to put over on commentary that this is all planned four years in in the making. Yeah, um, I don't believe it. But yeah. No, not of course. I do. I believe he has everything to do with the uh, being the one that helps with the forbidden door. Yes. Other oh, than that it, no. Like like yeah, uh, for a shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Omega brains Mox with the trash can and hits the you can't escape with the chair assisted moonsault. Yeah. Uh, followed by the hezzy drop. Trash can assisted. That, chair. Oh yeah, but, yeah. true. That's yeah, become a staple cannon. for him in no DQs. That's now. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the trash can assistant moonsault followed by the Hezzy drop kick. Shout out to Mark McFly. Hezzy. Uh from Kenta with the uh, with Omega holding the trash can a la uh, uh, Bill Alfonso. Yep. Um, Archer brings in the ladder, and this is what again we talk about the small details. Omega very stupidly tries to rally Kenta with him to run towards him as if he's not going to take them out with the ladder. Yeah. I was like, we've seen the spot before, and and the fact that it's Archer who's already dangerous. Then you got Archer with a ladder. Why would you run towards this man? Oh man, uh, just you know, again, the psychology of stuff. Man. Yeah, uh, Archer uh, hits the the choke suplex into the ladder. Love or, that. Uh, yeah, I was it's like a fall away choke slam yeah, or double was, choke slam, was, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Gnarly. Um, Mox hits a suicide dive as they go into picture in picture. Uh, both teams brawling with each other into the crowd, and I make sure to write this. Uh, and uh, within various areas of the ringside, uh, and it looked real New Japan stylish. Yeah, it did. Um, I was gonna thank you for saying that because there were some times when they were in the crowd that it, it felt like I was watching New Japan. I did. It reminded me of like right? when him and him and uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Stone Stone Pitbull. Yeah, in the fight in the crowd, for dude. Real, man. Whew, man. Uh, Kenta hits the uh, bas- Ishi. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Tomorrow, uh, I was thinking. I was like, I, I didn't want to call him Bushi. I was like, no, it's not. It's I, I, that's thank another you. tough one, though. Uh, Kenta hits the uh, bicycle, as they call mm-hmm. knee uh, or the B plus, yep. <laughs> or the knee plus. Uh, to mock sitting in a chair, which we were not going to bring up. Uh, we've, we've we've talked about this extensively. It was the best version of that spot, but yeah, we'll I, move on. I mean, that's still giving it too much for me. I mean, mm. just from uh, anyways. Can't okay. Thus far, can't, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Kenta hits the GTS on uh, Pretty Peter, Avalon, who's outside in the crowd, uh, as Archer choke slams Kenny from atop the barricade onto Peter pa- uh, Avalon's bed setup, which yeah. I guess is secretly a uh, crash pad and table. I don't know. It was weird, too, because I was wondering, like, why didn't, when he took the GTS, why didn't he just land on the bed? That would have been great. Right? Go yeah. to sleep. Land on your bed. Oh, that would have been awesome. Right? But uh, you, it's obviously because that choke slam. Yeah, I mean, it was weird because I was thinking, like, I don't think Shawn Michaels' uh, setup had that back in the day. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, um, 
Yeah, uh, pretty much they get a near fall after that choke slam, and then they fight into the back kitchen area. Uh, this is Yo, where I believe uh, this it gets is where wild. this is where the young bucks and uh, the butcher and blade fought, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was the kitchen area. Uh, Mox tries to set up uh, Kenta for a pile driver on the stainless steel table, uh, but Kenta counters with a DDT. Kenta locks in the label lock. Too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenta locks in the label lock, which I was like, yo, I didn't know he did it. I was no, like, I'm yo, CM you, Punk and, and Daniel Bryan. got ransacked, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Like yeah. Between, yeah, dude. Uh, but uh, Archer breaks it up with a sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mox picks up a few himself and uses them to quote-unquote potato uh, uh, Kenny a little bit. Yep. Uh, from here we get, which I thought was a weird placement, like a quick highlight reel of the action so far while the match is still going on, which I was like, yo, is this a pre-tape or what are we doing? Yeah, seriously. Um, they fight back out to the ringside area as Mox uh, introduces a kendo stick into the match until Omega V-triggers Mox to stop the attack. I don't know why the black tape made it look more, I guess, legit or menacing on the Sycamore. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that too. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Omega hits another uh, V-trigger and sets up Mox on the ringside table as yeah. Archer is on the stage uh, with Kenta trying to powerbomb Kenta through the announcer's table, but Kenta counters, ducks a clothesline, and instead jumps off stage and foot stomps Mox through the table, who 100% need that boy right in the face, dude. You, he like, did, and like, he didn't even break him. the table if you look at it. Like, I, I think it caved it in, but I don't think he... Yeah, I think yeah. the legs collapsed in is what it happened from the weight. But yeah, it, it, it still looked good, but you he, felt bad like, for Mox. Yo, bro, uh, I know these are the Japan uh, tables, but you still got to put some oomph in it, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, Omega tries to attack Archer with the kendo, but Archer hits a big choke slam mm-hmm. and uh, also hits his uh, his new favorite move I like to call the rope walk moonsault, which yeah. I think he really needs to reel it in on this move. Yeah, he, needs, he, does he can't it too do much, it every match. Yeah, it's not, not uh, special anymore. Yeah. And, they, and then, you know, JR can't keep using the same... Mm-hmm. Reference. Well, the first guy uh, was a Keith Jardine or yeah, yeah. whoever he's. Uh, you know, he's always like using that same name drop every time. I'm every like, time. yo, we need something different. Um. Anyways, he uh, tries for the blackout, but the Good Brothers come out for the sneak attack. Uh, Archer eats two spinning back fists, and I mean, he ate those yeah, from Kenta. He did. Uh, but he powers back with a big boot, and he, he tries to uh, choke slam machine gun. But he hits the uh, the mid air uh, counters. Yeah, that's uh, right. Because the good the Good Brothers rush down. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he hit the the gun stun uh, a la what, what, Randy, Randy Orton and uh, Undertaker. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts then comes in. Uh, he he hits his patented short arm clothesline on Anderson, which I'm sure Anderson was like, hell yeah, let's do that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then Gallows attacks him from behind and takes him out, uh, setting him up for Omega, who's looking to hit him with a V-trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I am talking about Jake Roberts. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little bit of a dire uh, consequences here. Uh, but Moxie comes back in with the barbed wire bat and attacks everyone, but Kenta hits Mox with the GTS. Uh, Archer is back in and takes out Kenta, but then he gets low-blowed and uh, hits uh, gets hit with the Magic Killer, plus uh, a V-Trigger and a Good Brothers-assisted one-winged angel say, for yeah. the win. Kenny, Omega, and the Good Brothers again on fire. Um, yeah, who weren't even in the match. Yeah. it was. It was but I guess if you want to say BC won Bullet Club. In a, in a way, yeah. Uh, one thing I will say this is, um, and they kind of noted it earlier on, uh, as all men, four men were in the ring. I thought of it before they, for you know, Excalibur said it, but I was like, it's kind of cool that you see four guys who have all contended for the same belt. Like Kenny's a former champ. Lance, I believe, did win it on the interim against. Uh, I want. I want to say. Oh, you talking about? Oh, you talking about? Oh, yeah. You talking about the United? The, yeah, the, the IWGP. And then Mox yeah, obviously is a two-time champ, and yeah. then you got Kenta, who's been in the mix. So it it just was kind of cool that all four guys. Yeah, I didn't had even think about two, that. 
you know, two feet in two different yards yeah. per se. You know, what I mean, so I, I thought I, that was important for the the elements for that uh, main event to work. I also know? just again like the fact that we get to see AEW guys yeah. wrestling with Impact Wrestling guys, and then a guy from New Japan all in the same ring. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It really is a lot it, of good and, and interaction. It, I mean, again, that's why I noted that that the fact that Kenta even came out with the briefcase. Yeah, because uh, you don't see like. Like, dude, just the crossover uh, viewership appeal is insane when you think about people who are very into the Kansas storyline right now yeah. in New Japan and mm-hmm. seeing, like, yo, you could watch him on American TV on Wednesdays now. Yeah. Like, that's, it's it's a smart move. Um, again, you know, we, we, we already nitpicked some of the stuff that we thought they could have been done better or yeah. uh, commented on things that seemed a little bit different um, this week for Dynamite. I thought they still had a, a solid show. In terms of uh, story development in some certain areas, I feel like they were missing. Like I said, proud and powerful. They they need a segment of their own. Yeah, I feel like um, their their segment would was more needed than a Jungle Boy segment. I, I believe so, especially yeah. if we're not even going to show FTR on the show or yeah, Marco follow up or nothing like that. Besides you know? the making my bitch line, all Jungle Boy said was, "Hey, we didn't tattle on you guys." And it's like, yeah, that- I mean, that, that's all, that's the gist of it. And then I mean, on top of that, we also, I mean, we got Luchasaurus in the. Battle Royal last week with his horns back and no one mentioning how yeah. he got the horns back. I mean, not to say it's impossible yeah. to have another mask or glue the horns back, but but it's also like know? why wasn't Lucha sitting down with John? Like there was just a lot more questions and answers yeah. than that. Yeah, there really sure. was. Like you know, so. they could have waited a week to air that. I mean, yeah, if they had to. Yeah, yeah. they really. But uh, again, like I did, like the the main event. You know, chaotic. We knew what it was going to be when you have freaking Archer and. Moxley on one end, and you, yeah. you throw in the false count anywhere stuff. I mean, you already so, know yeah. how it's gonna go. I mean, I just think Kent's a little. It ran a little. He, ran a little long. Yeah, it did. But, and and yeah. you know what? For the mayhem it produced, it made sense. Kent a little good. I think it, it was just a good step, and again, continue to hold this forbidden door open or whatnot. And again, I, I, the part I think I thought brought it home was the short history that that belt has. It all four guys, you know, are in there with history you know what i mean yeah, with, with that it's a really good belt. point so yeah because it, it really look, made new japan look good because you got yeah. three guys you got one solid two, talent two guys that are currently working there in moxley and kenta and then you got two guys who are like big pillars from the american side in omega and archer you know what i mean so yeah. i feel like it, it was a really i mean that's the type of match you would see in new japan but they did it in the and, aw and they, arena and i felt like it was really well they, done. they even honed in on uh archer's uh former suzuki gun yeah uh, they really stuff did too which i was like oh okay yeah they, they're actually like i mean again you know we've seen wwf wwe yeah they shy away from that that stuff. And you know what I thought was weird too was last week you were perplexed. Like, why is Archer getting injected into this? And the only thing, only factor I could think of, oh, he came out there to say Pac because they're like limited partnership. But well, then there's like nothing to no, back that the up. The only this other week. thing is, is he has beef with the Good Brothers because they've, they've interfered in one of his matches before. That's it. Is that true? I mean, he had another tag match, I believe. And they came out. It was when the Good Brothers, one, one, like, I think it was like a week or two ago where they, they put him down like, he was just collateral damage as part of something else they were trying to do. Huh, he was okay. part of, the, yeah. Yeah, I just that's the only other thing. Like, you know what I mean? I like figured it was because he, you know, Pac partnered with with John last week, and then he was getting jumped, and he was like, hey, I used to help my or Pac a little bit when he was beefing with Eddie. But yeah, like I said, none of that really came into play. Yeah, this that would have been so. a better match actually if they would have replaced Phoenix with, with if it was like Pac Archer and, and Moxley. Yeah, that would have probably been yeah, a who knows. Better. But hey, so. I enjoyed Phoenix in that match. Yeah, especially because they needed a heavy man because yeah. LG, Big LG was that. That's what I was up. thinking. Like him and LG would be pretty good. Yeah, um, but 
and then again, you know, you bring up the Good Brothers too. Like they obviously staples in, in New Japan as well, even mm-hmm. though they're yeah. on the Impact side. But yeah, it's I don't know, man. Things are uh, it's uh, again one of those things with AWs. There's not a whole lot of dirt being exposed. So the the week to week surprises and development and trying to figure out where the hell this door is going to because yeah. we talk about this door but we don't know where this door leads to no you know what i mean what's on the other side we know what we want it to be we don't know how it, how it looks we don't know the structure we don't know we don't know on paper what it looks like yeah. but, but i am excited that, i was you gonna know? say that's yeah. what makes it exciting and intriguing yeah. at the same time and that's yeah. what makes us keep coming back from week to week so yeah. but yeah man i was dynamite uh yeah. for the week uh and i know we're about to uh, take a quick break here and uh then we're gonna get into NXT as well as some yeah. predictions for uh, Takeover uh, Vengeance Day, you know. What a name! Um, but yeah, you know what? First, let's uh, pay a little couple bills, man. We got a, a brand new shirt. Uh, some would say the perfect T-shirt, if you will. Perfecto. You know what I mean? From uh, Storyline Tees. But uh, let's uh, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Peace. They say the perfect shirt doesn't exist, and, well, that was until you got a glimpse at Storyline C's newest drop. What's good? Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show podcast, and I'm here to tell y'all, of course, that Storyline C's has done it again, but this time featuring the master of the perfect plex, the sultan of the gum swap, the innovator of the towel game, Mr. Perfect himself, Kurt Hennig, and some might say the greatest to never get a shot at the world champion. You know what? You know what? That's a debate for the show on an entirely different episode. So let me get back on track here. But look, we talking about the peak of perfection. Some might even say the original EST of the WWF. But again, I digress and insist that you, good sir or madam, take your business on over to Storyline Tees, cop that fresh new tea, and be sure to peep the whole line of dope-ass designs I've been telling y'all for a moment, man. These guys are strictly quality over clout, and you should definitely check them out. Follow them on social media right now. Stay connected at StorylineTees underscore LLC. Stay notified on all the latest drops, design previews, and much more, and tell them the Quincy Jones Show sent you. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. What is good? We are back from break. Yeah. I hope you guys are out there already grabbing your uh, your gear. Are you? From Storyline Tees. They actually uh, had a new drop with Eddie mm-hmm. Guerrero. It's actually a really dope design. Go and check it out, man. Same place you uh, go to get the Mr. Perfect tea. But uh, you know what? Let's not wait. Let's get right into the Wednesday Night Wars. Let's do it, man. I know we also got, you know, we got Vengeance Day coming up this Sunday. I mean, I only know a few of the programs going on. I got but, you. But I will say I did, uh, strangely, I changed up my watching pattern this week. I actually caught AEW on the earlier broadcast stream. Same, but uh, different. Around but five. Mm-hmm. And then at eight, I actually was watching NXT. I watched about the first, a little bit more than the first hour of NXT. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have to turn it off. You know I, what I mean? And, and, I, yeah. and I say that to say, because I know you've been covering most of it the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I definitely know And mine. bless your heart. It's a, it's an um, easier show to take notes on, for sure. I, I would say so. I think, I don't know if it's because of the roster's a little bit uh, trimmed down as far as, like, who they choose to use, but. It's that rotation style. You, you've always that, noted that's it true. for a while. I, I've so. definitely, have, I, I've tried to put it over 
plenty of times in the past. But you know what? I digress. Take us through it. Yes, sir. Uh, I know. I, I did see, uh, like I said, uh, quite a few things. So uh, I, I might have a comment here or there. But yeah, by all uh, means, I we, do welcome it, sir. We are getting into the the dust the the lineup for the Dusty Finals as well as the yes, lineup. Yes, we for, got some uh, the dust, Go Home Show, right? Yes, sir. We got some Dusty Cup semifinal action going on. We kick it off this week. MSK going against Legado del Fantasma. Match kicks off with an athletic stalemate from uh, West and Wild. We get some uh, tandem offense from MSK. You get that Bronco busted by Nash. Saw he's that, he's yeah. really cementing that in, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raul, he tags he got, he got in. The good, he got the right colors. You yeah, know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. He got the black and the I, green. I, so, I will know? say. I will say. Uh, Raul, he tags in, gets a uh, into like a dueling arm drag sequence with Nash. When West tags in and uh, they hit that uh, Inziguri footstop combo really early for two. Yeah, uh, that L- was a little bit early. Though. Yeah, LDF, uh, they get some quick tags and uh, tons of corner clotheslines is all I could say. Because it was like maybe eight back to back to back. Back to back to back corner clotheslines before they hit that arm drag split leg moonsault combo for two. Uh, we see Nash tag in and he hits a very stiff snapmare PK for two, but LDF respond with a pop up shotgun drop kick combo that I lo- really love. Where it showed, I think it was Raul that popped up uh, Wild, um, his partner, onto uh, and they knocked Nash off the apron into the barricade. We get a break right there. West does send Raul outside with a nasty jumping spin kick, and then MSK they hit that shoving moonsault onto LDF from the apron yeah. onto the floor. When I saw him like start the setup for it, I was like, "Don't tell me they're about to try." I'm like, in the, the whole time I was like, I thought "That was gonna be the turning point." To be well, honest, well, with you. Well, t- the whole time I was thinking, I'm like, "If they do this, this is all about timing on both their parts." Because I'm like, "Yo, this will goes for it," and he pushes like a second after. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's gonna overshoot like, it. And... Well, because I'm like, he's doing it off of a, a, the apron as opposed yeah. to like doing it on the level, you know, ground of the, it, of the, of the mat. Yeah, it seems like it because they usually more do it in the con- ring. Yeah, yeah, it's more controlled inside the ring, yeah, despite yeah. how reckless it, it can seem but, yeah, on they, execution. They they were able to get it together. I mean, like I said, it seemed a little unnecessary but i get it yeah we do and then lee he follows up beautiful tope con hilo right after yeah raul responds with the rope walk shotgun drop kick he's been hitting wild hits lee with a diving poison rana from the second rope. yeah that was uh, raul follows up he hits his twisting brain buster to end it but nash breaks up the pin uh raul has nash and a fireman's carry as wild steps off his back for a diving 450 but west gets his knees up uh, and then yeah, I was I was confused at first. I thought maybe he didn't get the full rotation, but yeah, that's what I, I thought. Maybe he brought his knees down, but he yeah, had eight yeah. knees on the landing. I and did then watch he it gets again. Slipped yeah. into a, a small package from uh, from Wes, and then uh, but you see Raul dump Nash from the fireman carry position onto the pin to break it up. LDF they queue up their finish when Nash gets pulled to the floor, or I'm sorry, when Nash pulls Raul to the floor. Wes super kicks wild before they hit their spine buster blockbuster for the win. MSK heading to take over to face the winner of. Champa and Thatcher versus uh, GYV later on in the night in the Dusty Cup Finals. Uh, after this, we go into a vignette. Uh, we'll see one. This is one of three. Of course, it's one of every competitor that's set for this triple threat match for the women's title. First one being Mercedes Martinez. Says, yeah. that, you know, it's taken 20 years to get to this point. Uh, and on Sunday, it's everything she's worked for, everything she's done, the trials, tribulations. This is her, the real her. Uh, says the title's her destiny, her goal, and that's why she came back exactly for the world's uh, the women's title. Uh, brings up Tony and says, you're just a little girl. You're not ready for this. EO, you tried to take me out, but that, is that all you got? Because it's going to take a lot more than that. Basically says your days as champion has an expiration date, and that date is this Sunday. You can bet I, on that. I thought this is very well pretty. I, I, I thought it helped her look really good. Yeah, it, it, I mean, she's yeah. showing that she should have been picked up a long time ago. Yes. Uh, gas in the tank, etc. Shot to the moon. Chip on opinion. the shoulder, so, all yep. that. Yep. 
Uh, and this uh, takes us to a uh, squash match, which we've been seeing uh, from Zia Lee. Uh, and she yeah, is, bro. Uh, she's uh, she's on the way to the ring. She we do see. I think it's Tian Shaw or Sean. Or no, Tian Shaw. It's yeah, T I T I A N, right? Shaw, yeah, yeah okay. is uh, sitting in in the like that throne, the Emperor's throne up there. Yeah. We see Boa up there, and uh, the match is about to start when we see Casey and Caden are shown at ringside, who were people that had like been you know there was some sort of struggle going on before she went through her training that's true right? yeah, yeah she was going like yeah kind of going through it with them i think her last match before she disappeared was against like casey i think or Kaden, yeah. one of the two but you see me at ringside basically demanding answers from zia before the match starts uh we do get a job <laughs> her, her name is a uh, cora that's jade so stupid uh but kind of what happens is zia she or zaya she's able to uh you know regain control she strikes it uh, she hits a uh, the spinning roundhouse kick for the win after hitting a yeah, post. Yeah, no, that, that thing is uh, lethal, bro. Yeah, definitely. Uh, post-match, we see uh, Zaya, she's staring at Casey and, and uh, Kaden with like a slight nod, and then she starts to stomp out Cora to the floor. Uh, Casey and Kaden jump on the apron, and they kind of argue with Zaya as Boa <laughs> tries to convince him to relent. And then you see Kaden get real brave, walk up the, the ramp and just demand answers from T and Shaw, saying, what did you do to her? This isn't her. She's a respectful girl, and like, who are you? You ain't and, cared uh, before, though. Like, yeah, the, yeah they, you know which, I mean? is, like, which is what's really Mind weird. your own, bro. Like mm -hmm. you, you got this whole thing going in the dusty clot. Like chill. But like, it's crazy. She's asking, demanding these answers when Zia Lee uncharacteristically grabs her from behind and just dumps her off the stage. Now it wasn't yeah. a huge drop, but it, it wasn't. Like, I mean, she she's she's a, she ain't the biggest person either. Exactly. You know. You know I mean? So, but she just basically hurled her off the stage yeah. to the floor. Yeah. Uh, and then you see her try to apologize to Tian uh, Shaw, vowing it'll never happen again. And then she starts to choke Boa, and then like yeah, kind of singles that, her other uh, or kind of points her hand or points her finger with the other hand and Zaya goes back attacks Casey and takes her out before bowing before Tian Shaw and she finally lets go of uh, yeah, Bo's throat. That, that was the thing I was like I, was, I got confused I was thinking I'm like is he taking power from him to mm. to like because that's what it kind of looked like the way that it was animated was like she's taking life from him to mm. have her carry out what she wants like the evil that she wants her because remember they said like in the story that now she had to become yeah. the fear that she didn't want to be like yeah. towards the same people. So Yeah, and that's the part I'm trying that to That whole dragon stuff. And, yeah. You know, I mean Did you it, ever see that by the way? I did. I went back okay, and yeah. like after we we uh we talked about it last week, LED I actually board, went back yeah. and watched it. Yeah. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Um and the reason I, I took time to look back at that is I heard about the animation and stuff. So I definitely me coming from a creative uh, background, I I, I wanted oh, to take yeah, that and check it out. But but yeah, no. Um, uh, this takes us to a uh, backstage segment. Uh, William Regal, he's asked to give his thoughts in the Dusty yeah. Cup so far, which he I obliges, Regal, and then he uh, opens his office to see Scarlet waiting inside. Uh, he Yo. asks if he can help her. She says, "Yes, I'm here because if he comes, it won't be good." Yeah, exactly. Uh, she says, "Escobar, time's up," and says, "Next week." He responds saying, "Carrying Cross, Santos Escobar, next week done." She replies yeah, in foreign smooth. language. He yeah, definitely. Very smooth. short and you know. Dude, like don't but lie. She, she I replies drugus. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. She she kinda had the foreign language thing going yeah. on again and then she kinda exits. So but uh definitely interesting and we'll have a little bit more on that story as well later on in the night. Uh this takes us to the way. Um, you know, basically Man, we see yeah. Candace and Indy are they're on their way prepping to get to the ring, and then can, we can see I, Austin Theory joins them while pushing Gargano in a wheelchair, that, visibly look, wearing an arm sling. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just was I I was I was looking forward to how you were gonna break down this whole next segment when I saw it happen. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, <laughs> it's really like, a I, lot. I gotta hear how, how we how we Yeah, I'm just gonna try to 
power through it. Yeah, Basically, yeah. it starts, we see Austin and Indy help Gargano into the ring, into his wheelchair to cut a promo. You hear Barrett put it over on commentary, telling Vic, you've never been in the ring. You've never put your body on the line night after night, just like Gargano has. Beth calls it farce. So, I mean, the, the fact that he was like, he now he can't, he, like, he broke his arm so he can't walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't like, make sense. Uh, Johnny calls the fans rude for uh, chanting uh, Johnny Wrestling, ironically, yeah. before explaining he broke his... Yep. Yeah. Uh, or he, no, he just called him rude. I thought he uh, said and, it was insensitive. And then uh, explains he broke his arm as a result of the vicious attack and cowardly attack on Kushida last week. Rolls the clip. Uh, claims to have four fractures in his arm, uh, which affects his power walk and says how, how bad it is to be in a wheelchair because everyone knows he hates wheels. And, of course, the fans chant Johnny Wheelchair. Uh, Gargano says he's not able to defend his title on Sunday <laughs> and suggests Regal suspend Kushida for, quote, hurting the most beloved member of the NXT roster. Regal comes out, clarifies that, you know, he knows Johnny was cleared the afternoon prior by NXT medical staff. Johnny argues, no, I got this x-ray from my own doctors, puts it on the big screen. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I think that was probably Candice's x-ray. They just never got around to saying it. Regal notes how everyone knows Gargano's a lefty. It says it's it's a right hand x-ray and he tries to say the r stands for right which is i mean it no, kind no, no, of you say, say stands for real I real yeah, i guess yeah. yeah and it kind of starts spiraling out of control when yeah. you know he's talking about how you know regal points out that's a severe injury and he's like oh i got the pain threshold i can kick out of anything you know yeah and it, then he finally it, says look what, man it's, it's when you had to answer for everything yeah, so, basically yeah. everything and he finally says look uh you can do one of two things Austin Theory has a match ready tonight against Kushida. He could step in, and that could be for your title, or you can forfeit the match. Johnny is not having any of it, and unknowingly, Kushida kind of sneaks into the ring behind yeah. the way while they're trying to, like, I guess, huddle and figure out. And uh, Regal just basically says, oh, well, you know, well, you should ask Kushida. Kushida blindsides Theory, fastball punch, grabs the title, but Johnny puts up a fight, exposing his arm injury as a farce, yeah. just like Beth said. Kushida hits another fastball punch, causing Johnny to do the Bret Hart superkick uh, bump. Yeah, that, that I, you know, That's in the wheelchair. exactly what it was. Yeah. And then uh, Candice, she gets mad, but gets held back by Indy before Ember and Shotzi, uh, their music hits Yo, for a, their entrance. And then they had we a quickly, entrance. Yeah, I mean, they I'm did. sure they've been doing it the same way like for, for the last couple of weeks, but. Well, what I like I is the whole it. wolf. You know, you got the the wolf howl. She has yeah. the wolf on her on her hoodie, and then she puts it on her shoulder. Yeah, that's and true. Kisses it. It's kind of a cool they, little. They, yeah, they, they, yeah, they have a cool little look to them. I, I do, I do enjoy their. Uh, their partnership yeah definitely uh so yeah we get Shotzi and ember uh, against the way semi-final uh respectively for the women's side of the dusty cup ember and Shotzi start the match off with quick tags and tandem offense uh indy with a sidewalk slam early to Shotzi, and then the way they kind of just use uh, quick tags to grind her down ember tags in and clears house before they hit a neckbreaker code breaker scorpion kick combo uh for two uh loray uh she whips Shotzi hard into the commentary table outside and then indy assists her in a rope walk her Karana, similar to what she did in that ladder mm. match, uh, I won't say a year ago, but last yeah, couple no, summers yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, but of course, would send Ember uh, bumping into her partner as a result off the apron. Uh, the way continued quick tags and dominate Moon during picture in picture. We see Shotzi tag in. She hits. I don't know what they officially call this move. Uh, the tiebreaker 2.0. You know, or the I think yeah, it's like right? a fireman's like like knee. Yeah, it's like a TKO buster. single knee face buster kind yeah, of yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she follows with her cannonball sent on for two. Uh, the wave regained control and dispatched Shotzi outside, then hit an assisted alliance salt as uh, on Moon before uh, Larray falls dangerously short on a suicide dive. The black card on the outside. Uh, we do see Larray hit the wicked stepsister. Then Indy follows with her springboard elbow drop, which she hasn't been able to showcase as much prior or, or what since she's been in the way i've seen her do it 
before she joined and, and had any you know interaction with Candace. But cool to see her going to her wheelhouse and stuff. Uh, Ember is able to break up uh, the pin just in time. Then we see Moon hitting the eclipse to Larray, which kind of lines her up perfect for Shotzi. But what we see is uh, as Shotzi does execute the diving senton, Indy covers Larray to absorb the damage. Uh. But it kind of doesn't make sense because Indy is the legal woman. So she ends up eating the pin anyway. You know, so Ember and uh, Shotzi win. <laughs> she switched brains with the uh, must have dog. I'm saying, man. But Shotzi Moon, they move on to the finals, and uh, they hit Stereo Wolf Howls. Uh, you know, on the ramp before you, they get confronted by uh, Kai and Raquel. And uh, shouts to you because you sent me uh, the the tweet about this, and I didn't see yeah. it until after I saw this part. But Regal does come out, clarifies. You know, now that we have the uh, the final set between Kai and Raquel and Moon and uh, Shotzi. Uh, the winner not only wins the cup, but they get a uh, future title shot at the women's tag team title. Which so. I, I think, you know, that was one of the, the first questions you were asking about this thing when they yeah. first announced it. So Especially it being the first um, ever. Make me care yeah. about it. You know? Yeah, I mean, because it's like, you know, with the with the men's, you know, it's the same like kind of thing with like the King of the Ring where you get a shot at the, the immediate yep. division of, you know, tournament of whatever you're fighting in. But usually they only had the men's. I mean, it's not even the men's. It's just the NXT Tag Team Championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like. Because there isn't any women's championships in NXT, there's just the universal kind of, uh, what, women's tag team championships, I guess yeah. you want to call them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, 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 yeah it would be, you know, yeah, because they're a tri-brand, right? Yeah, so. I was trying to figure out a different way to say it, but I mean, I guess universal would be. Yeah, that's the best way. It, it I can mean, be, or as they say, Astrid can be defended on any show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of tag teams, though, we go to another tag team that is set for, uh, action later on uh trying to get their names on the dusty cup thatcher and champa backstage uh thatcher says last week they went to war with undisputed era but it was brutal which is just the way they like it before noting that they're going to go to war with uh grizzled young veterans tonight champa adds how tough he knows that gyv is but then notes the irony behind their tag team name vows that these old guys are going to kick their asses and take home the dusty cup before yelling class dismissed and you know exiting violently per usual while thatcher grins um, not not a bad segment. <laughs> I was gonna say like, is it, did, did Thatcher like exit with him? Or, no, or, no, he or did, he's he, like, he you, you do your own thing and I'll do mine. That's kind of how it came <laughs> off. Is he yeah. he left and then you just see him. He never looks at Tom. He just looks at the camera and just kind of like yeah. smiles with his you know missing Dude, teeth. Grin, and now so. that I think about it, like he, you know, we were talking about the the different like uh, uh, vignettes that that Thatcher's done and, and their presentation with them and how we've like really liked the way that they've kind of like done the training thing. Yep. It kind of reminds. It's like a modern day, like what Simon Dean or not Simon Dean. Uh, it was uh, uh, what's his name? Shane Douglas. He was uh, what mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dean Douglas. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like kind of like like that that teacher old school kind of gimmick. But it's like this is a little bit more in the big, rough and tough no, side. Yeah, it's yeah. a big spin on it. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. It's non. It's educating, but not in a classroom. Not yeah, in a traditional yeah. sense. But um, yeah, we only got a few segments, and I think let's see, we got two matches and most mostly segments for tonight. We did get a backstage interview with Santos Escobar, who's asked about his match next week with Karrion Cross. He says, yeah, he was given the gift of time, but the thing about time is that it's relative to the person who holds it. Love that line. Uh, at this point, LDF pile into the locker room. They're apologizing for the loss, but Santos tells them there is something they can do to make it up to him. Tells them it's time to pay a certain sum someone to visit adding he should not make it next week before ldf kind of snicker and leave uh we do get a vignette between uh highlighting pete dunn and finn balor um there was too much to really write down it was well done the one thing that stuck out to me was that you know pete was talking about when he 
uh, he said early on in the build when he beats Finn, he's going to, you know, not looking for the passing of the torch. He's going to just yank it from his arm. And Finn, he said, this won't be a passing of the torch. It's going to be a burning of the bridge. And mm. I was just like, man, that was really, but, really good. By the way, sidebar, uh, I guess reportedly Finn has officially been on the NXT roster longer than he's been on the main roster now. And he's been way more um, successful, too. I mean, used <laughs> used way more. I mean, and, and, and you have to think, though, he did get significant injuries on both rosters. Yeah. He wasn't out as uh, as much with uh, the jaw injury, I, I would think. Very with, true. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, they definitely were uh, two different treatments, too. You know, because yeah. he, he went out with the injury both times as a champion, but <laughs> for some reason they just stripped that man of his belt. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so, uh, but this um, takes us to the match that was uh, mentioned earlier in the night. Austin Theory going against Kushida. It starts quickly uh, between the two, the, like, pretty physically. This is for the championship, too, No, right? no, no, it's not. Oh, it's yeah, not. yeah okay. no, because it, once Johnny... Uh, put up a fight in that tug of war. He exposed he wasn't hurt. Okay, okay, so, okay. Uh, but the match starts quickly and real physically before Gargano makes his way down to the ring, hops on the course, apron, and yeah. distracts Kushida for theory. Uh, he hits him with a nice drop kick. Uh, Kushida hits his usual stuff, you know, hip toss, cartwheel, drop kick. Um, before uh, he hits theory with a fastball punch, which I felt like I was like, man, I feel like he's giving these out like crazy now and it's uh so i don't know if it's lost his luster a bit it used to be a desperation move in my opinion but no nah, there's there, there's a lot of that going around yeah uh kashida follows up jumping arm breaker and uh hits the inverted surfboard stomps as a uh, gargano watches on kashida goes for a springboard but slips on the rope allowing theory to knock him off the apron to the floor before the break and then uh, we see theory hit a thunderous pendulum backbreaker uh, followed by a follow-away slam, which I have not seen him use before uh, right as the break comes back. Um, Theory continues to dominate Kushida with a handspring. Or, I'm sorry, I should, refer, I should rephrase that. Kushida makes a comeback and hits his handspring back elbow and starts to come back, and, and he actually locks in a cross arm bar on the outside, like almost on the apron, really, mm, okay. um, you know, to Theory, who's on the floor, and Gargano just attacks him, causes a DQ. Uh, and then he takes his sling off and says, it's a miracle, <laughs> while Barrett <laughs> sells it on commentary. Uh, then he tells Kushida, you'll never... Of course Barrett is going to sell it for uh, him. Of course. Uh, he tells Kushida, you'll never get this, you know, looking at his title, and then he they just starts... Pu- uh, uh, putting the boots to Kushida in theory. Uh, theory suggests hurting Kushida's arm with a chair, and then when Gargano goes to grab one, Theory is visibly dragged underneath the ring. Oh, uh, Gargano man. rushes over and tries but, to pull him back out and realizes he's pulled Dexter Loomis out on I was, accident. I was going to say, like, because I, I did I did go back and check out how much hair he pulled out, and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah. Telling, yeah. I was like, that, that looks like a little hair sample that you yeah, would, like, heavy thinking, like, show somebody, like, like you want to like, diet this? Or you yeah, it's like, is that a carpet sample, bro? What yeah, for real. Yeah, 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 man. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, so, yeah, he uh, basically, yeah, he he uh, pulls out Dexter on accident, which uh, is a good little, you know, camera work the way they do it. He gets spooked up the ramp. Theory now reemerges, and he mistakes Loomis from behind for Gargano, which I can't imagine why. And then he gets spooked into the ring and right into a hoverboard lock by Kushida. Gargano runs down uh, to the ramp uh, to intervene. Kushida sees him coming. Let's go. Theory locks a hoverboard lock on Johnny now. Then Theory tries to intervene. Loomis slides in, locks in the silence. Uh, they both tap out before Kushida, you know, he stands on his own too, raises the belt, but you notice that Loomis, who's still in the sitting position from the silence, is staring a hole through the title and Kushida holding it. Mm. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, because I'm like, he's been weirdly like plucked into this as well. Yeah. And I remember Which, thinking that, that's he just kind of gonna... always been his thing. Cause he's well, he, I, I mean, like he did it with uh uh what what's his name? Um Velveteen Dream. Uh I mean he <sighs> It's kind of weird though, because with, kind of with this card. situation, I feel like it came out of nowhere. 
the, the way he did an interview last week, he pops out of the pipe and drape. Um, he shows up in the in the yeah. in the crowd, you know, while while they're trying to take out Leon Ruff and and, and Kushida post match. Like it just feels like he's kind of just, just vigilante style, like inserted himself. Yeah, but I, to the point where I I remember thinking they were going to take out Ruff and he was going to take his spot, so it would be like this patchwork, you know, tag team because that's what Dusty Cup is kind of based on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying from more times than not more mm-hmm. recently but, yeah. exactly you know so but yeah um but yeah that that's how uh that that's how that went down so uh it is interesting to see what will happen maybe he's next in line i don't know i mean we have seen gargano and loomis before but not in a full-on program so that'll be interesting uh this takes us to the second of three vignettes again for the triple threat tony storm uh she says as far as mercedes goes where i come from it's rude to inject yourself into someone else's business but let's talk about io shirai like totally dismisses uh mercedes Jesus. being in there she spouts off some of EO's recent accomplishments before resting on the laurel that is her victory against uh, Shirai in the Mae Young Classic. I'm just tired of hearing about it. Like we know and we get it. It means that you've beaten her before, yeah, but capable but it's like two years her, yeah. ago. You know what I mean? And then and then she's obviously not the same athlete. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, and arguably you're not either. You know, but you know. True. Anyway, she just says she plans to beat Shirai again and walk away with the women's title and tells uh, Mercedes and EO that when that happens, it'll be Tony time. They'll have to get back in line. So uh, this brings us to a really cool Imperium vignette, and I've been loving the way they've been doing this, man. It has me like pumped about them as a unit because uh, they, they have a cool way the way they mesh the audio with everyone uh, touting something or, or celebrating an attribute of the other peer you know what I mean so they're not talking about themselves they're putting each other over so you got Marcel he says that Imperium's all about unity and that the arrival of Wolf was just the next piece in the puzzle uh, Eichner's voice uh, calls Marcel Imperium's educator Wolf calls him efficient and disciplined Wolf calls Eichner Imperium's equalizer Marcel notes that Eichner's style is to improvise adapt and overcome Marcel then calls Wolf Imperium's hatchet man Eichner calls him cold-blooded, no remorse. And then they all in unison call Walter Imperium's general, which is, of course, general. General, yeah. And the most dominant UK champion in history. Together, they are Imperium, and to them, the mat is sacred. Not a bad piece of business. I can't help but think that they would have been probably the perfect yep. uh, pick for, for, war uh, games. for war games with McAfee, especially if we're going to go there, you know, they got the German thing going. So, you know, yep. Mercedes is a German company. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes yeah boom <laughs> or, or if they want to go the other way we can go bmw with it i you mean know? it's it's up to you <laughs> it's crazy but, well uh, i got uh see i got four or i'm sorry three segments and one match which would be the main event so i'll blow through these carrying cross backstage segment uh you see ldf is shown laid out when cross comes in the frame says yeah, yeah, mr are. santos have you ever heard of the old saying if you want something done right you got to do it yourself well you should because i di- i just did their booking uh, of him has been better yeah he says next week i'm going to do to you exactly what i just did to them TikTok. uh side note did you see he's got a pre-order out I, I can't front. It's it looks really good. It's like no, I gotta, damn, I you gotta, got a toy already. That's gotta, what's up. I gotta check that out. So, but it sounds like he might be on his way up soon. To be honest with you, Why? which is which is a shame. I, I mean, because a lot of people are high on him right now. In, but I mean, in, he hasn't. He's. It's it's funny because he has. He's been with them for like less than a year collectively. Yep. yep. With with the work that he, I mean, with the body of work that he's put in. Exactly. 
Um, I don't know, man. Don't know. Uh, this Texas two probably. I, I don't know if you saw this. Um, I had to shorten it a lot because he was all over the place. But Cameron Grimes, <laughs> he comes back, man. We see a Lamborghini pull up, honking what? ridiculously okay. when a dapperly dressed and dapperly dressed for Cameron Grimes. I'll say not in general, just okay. for Cameron Grimes. Hops out, tipping all the security guards and backstage staff while making his way to the ring. Uh, he his music hits. He gets in. He no tell Thatcher was the one to actually put him out with the MCL injury and. Uh, Oh, that's right. Oh. I forgot about that. Because remember, he did that whole thing where he was sitting in on his match. Oh, yeah. And he just kind of like, like. Yeah, OK. Like, yeah, OK. That's right. And he said he, he did want to come back and cave him in the minute he got there. But he admits he didn't train the whole time he was off. Says he started playing video games. And I got to retell where this is going just <laughs> by the way he's been acting. Uh, basically mentions he, he, he when he got done with video games, he had to go to a store. A store he, he, he found out was called GameStop. And when, when those lights Everybody, hit you, it just hits you differently is the way he Everybody's been making these, these references to that whole thing. Man. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and uh, basically says that he was at the right place at the right time. And because of, of GameStop, his investments went to the moon. Oh, shit. Of course. Uh, he mentions oh, the Dogecoin, which I'm, I'm very, I know a little bit more than he was letting on for sure. Uh, and says, you know what? I've, I've never trusted a kitty cat anyways. And, and asked the crowd, have you guys ever heard of this Elon guy, the one who makes spaceships? Well, I just pulled up in one. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. And then he starts going in on Regal. And he, and he, he basically says, I got enough money. I don't know what to do with it. I got enough money that I don't got to do a thing. Regal says to me, I'm not going to wrestle Loomis. I'm not going to wrestle zombies. Regal can kiss my grits just over and over. And then says money is power before he pulls out just wads of hundreds on the, on the mat and just kind of ballistically does the Homer Simpson deal before leaving the <laughs> ring. So seems like he's that, got a little added layer. Uh, you that, know, he's, he's hood rich now. Though, I was so. going to say, like, I wonder who in the back was like, Hey, we need more more layers for the Cameron Grimes yeah. uh, character when he comes back. Like he can't be cowardly and, and, and anymore. Then, and then and then one of the writers is like, "Well, there's this GameStop thing that kind of with Robin Hood that pissed everybody off, or at least everyone yeah. with money. Do you think that we could? It's a topical thing. Do you think that we could run with it? It's like I don't see it being longer than like yeah. maybe a month. But uh, all right, yeah. And like, I feel like they already were two weeks, three weeks behind. But I mean, uh, the, this, the, this is almost deal. like some Beverly Hillbilly type stuff. Yeah, you that's kind of I mean? how so, it came off. Okay. Uh, this brings us to the last uh, segment of the night. Johnny Gargano backstage interview. Johnny notes how although Mackenzie was gone for a week, she still says the stupidest things before saying <laughs> he tried to do Kushida a favor by canceling their match. Says he knows it's a dream match to see them both uh, get this opportunity to wrestle but he sees it as an opportunity to remind people who he is Johnny freaking takeover and uh, he dares Kushida to bring his best and be ready to wrestle in the match of his life because when the boots are on lights are bright and it's takeover no one can hang with Johnny welcome to my world Kushida not a bad way does it say good promo yeah definitely and uh, this brings us to our main event um, and they did things differently because right now is usually when I would give you the match announcements, but they decided to do it at the end of the show hmm. with a live kind of face off, if that makes sense. So they would show the image and then show them on the ramp responding in, hmm. in, in, in kinds of whatever they promoted. So well, I'll get there in a second. We got GYV going against Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa. Winner faces MSK in the finals for the Dusty Cup at Benjamin's day. Uh, we start this off. GYV, of course, cut a promo during the entrance. They called Champa and Thatcher as dumb as they look uh, before reminding them both how their last respective tag team partnerships ended. You know, with Riddle and Thatcher and obviously Gargano and uh, Champa. I thought that was a really good point to make. Oh, uh, they both 
turned on each other. Exactly. It just, you know, didn't boss them. Uh, They basically say to take their fake friendship and shove it all the way up their arses, but they actually say ass, which I was surprised. To say, shove that all the way up your ass is like a really big thing. They make it an effort to say arse. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know, like I I know, like Seamus does for sure every time. Mm -hmm. Even even Drew. Like, exactly. But he says, because the cup belongs to the grizzled young vets, soon to be recognized as Dusty Classic winners, which is basically what he already said, and was going to continue with the best tag team and then a brawl breaks out to cut the promo short uh match finally starts as thatcher and champa use quick tags to physically grind down gibson we see thatcher try to whip gibson into the corner but drake drapes his body over the turnbuckle to help block his partner from the damage which i thought was really cool uh we see drake knock champa off the apron and nail thatcher with a spinning heel kick then uh gyv hit champa with a uh, double power bomb onto the apron before picture in picture which they really put over because you got to realize you know champ has got the neck injury and the way he landed i mean it was a good look for gyv but it was definitely concerning for you know just not knowing how much is is repaired versus storyline you know so but uh good luck for gyv um they continue to work over thatcher during the break while medical staff checks on champa's status uh after break we see thatcher hit his belly to belly and he tries to tag but realizes for the first time that champa is hurt and then uh gibson starts to regain control after that we see thatcher actually catch drake midair with a desperation european uppercut and finally hot tags champa he clears house with a litany of clothes and puts the cherry on top with what you like to call the road warrior clothesline to both men um after that we see Champa- road warrior or the or the the ultimate warrior or the- Oh, yeah, there you go. Ultimate Warrior, right. The double clothesline. You're, you're definitely yeah. right. Uh, we do see um, Ciampa, he uh, he hits GYB with a pair of German suplexes, and then he air raids Drake on top of Gibson. Oh, damn. he gets okay. two. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, man. We Good. see a slugfest uh, start between Gibson and Ciampa, which Ciampa wins, but Gibson is able to respond with that uh, deadlift. It's kind of like that, that, that corkscrew brain buster he does. They call it Helter Skelter. He tags in Drake. Drake steps off Ciampa's back, who's crawling to his corner to knock Thatcher off the apron with that single leg drop kick he does. Uh, usually, you know, usually does the poetry and Moster style, but he used Champa's own yeah, back, yeah. which I thought was dope. And then you see GYV, who, who they've been using this a lot lately, hit a uh, doomsday device, but Thatcher returns to break the pin. There's the Road Warrior reference. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, Gibson and Thatcher fight on the floor when Drake blindsides Thatcher with a uh, suicide dive that sends him over the barricade, and then uh, he jumps back on the apron, almost a similar finish to last week, but Champa catches him. On the apron, goes for Willow's Bell, but Gibson grabs Drake's legs, causing Champa to back bump hard on his ba- on his neck, oh. and, and w- without drilling oh, yeah, him yeah, for yeah, the yeah, for because the, he's mm-hmm. going for the DDT, so he's still going for the motion, but instead he's like pretty much back bumping himself. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He still followed Ooh, through, but so it's like all the momentum you would exactly. try to drill. So oh exactly, God. GYV pick up the pieces, taking the mayhem. Gibson makes the pin, and Drake cuts off Thatcher to secure the win. Post-match, we, you guys already know, GYV are heading to take over to face MSK really? in the I Dusty mean, Cup Finals. Because, okay, I didn't know who, who won. I did see the MSK match, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was thinking, hmm, MSK versus Thatcher and, and, and Ciampa would be a really good story because I would think that MSK would still win. Yeah. Uh, in terms of trying to break in a, a brand-new tag team, the mm-hmm. way that they have, especially the way they've been booking them in these matches. Yeah, for real. But I didn't think that GYV were going to – I didn't think that they would have him come back. I mean, I know they always like to do the whole, oh, we're going to defend our crown thing from the year before, but I didn't think they were going but with they that didn't, this But year. they didn't win. Last year they didn't win? No, nah, I believe that was Riddle and Thatcher. Did or, they, or, or Did they? Maybe so. I thought so. 
I might be wrong. Let, let me. I'll, I'll because, double check. Because I, I know they've won it before, right? G, uh, Grizzly Young Vest. They've won the Dusty Classic before. Uh, they they went very far and almost won. That's what they keep Maybe, saying. Oh, it's okay, like they okay, got okay, unfinished okay. business. But I, for I, some reason, I kept thinking they were like return uh, champions for some reason. Yeah, yeah, got you. But but yeah, no, I mean, and uh, after that, I mean, it's really like I said, we they just went down the card for uh, Vengeance Day, which we could go ahead and uh, I don't know if you want to do predictions now or we can wait till I, the end. We, we can do that now. Yeah. I so, mean, like I said, I don't really I, I just know about uh, uh, some of the stuff that you were talking about with the vignettes with the triple threat. Yeah. And of course, Finn. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus Pete Dunn, of course. And I mean the, the Dusty Rhodes Classic Finals for both. Uh, for both. Uh, yeah, we got the uh, we got the North American Women's uh, uh, North American Title, Women's Title, World Title, and yeah, the uh, Dusty Finals is what we got. I mean, we do have Johnny Gargano. I don't think it's going to open, but Johnny Gargano defending his title against Kushida. Um, I'm going to go Johnny Gargano, but I think there's legs to this rivalry because I feel like it needs to exist beyond the um, Dusty Classic. For me, and I think yeah. it will deliver on a uh, two title match, you know, type of uh, situation. I don't know if Kashida gets it you're, the you're, second time or what. You're right. By the way, it was uh, the Broser Weights. Okay, from last year, January 29, 2020. Nice um, research. I'm going with Kashida, mm-hmm. and seeing as it seems like they're going to be injecting, uh, or like we said, you know. He's kind of injecting himself into everything. Uh, yeah, Dexter Loomis, maybe, maybe they will get a spinoff between them two, or maybe a triple threat. That's what but I'm hoping. I feel like they're doing that same thing that they were doing with uh, Gargano and Priest and uh, Russ mm-hmm. when they were kind of like hot shotting the title. You yeah, know what I mean? A little so, bit. That's why I, I'd like to see it stay where it's at right now. I, I agree, but I feel like in order for this to make it interesting. For some reason, especially when you tell me how uh, Loomis was staring a hole through the championship that Kushida's holding, mm-hmm. I feel like there's going to be something between them. So I'm going for Kushida on that one, actually. Nice, nice. Uh, next, we got uh, one of two Dusty Cup finals. This is the women's finals. It is going to be Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai going against Shotzi, Blackheart, and Ember Moon. Um, this is a tough one for me, man, because I yeah. think Raquel and Kai winning makes more sense. I'm more... I'd like to see an actual tag team win it, you know, and 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 someone that you know. And don't get me wrong; they've been calling the shots. They've been saying it was a cakewalk. Next week's going to be this, but I like the attitude, and I feel like Raquel's momentum is kind of not stalling, but running in place, waiting for the next uh, notch on the belt. So I'm going to go not not to say that Moon and Blackheart don't need it, um, but I think they can survive a loss. But even though they lost that war game, so who knows? Maybe. See, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dakota and Raquel. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm going the opposite way on this. I mean, I agree. I would like for a real tag team to win, but like you also said, the the patchwork theme kind of is what's sewn into what makes the Dusty Classic what it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I would not. I would even argue that Dakota and Raquel aren't really a tag team either. More than just associates, business partners. Well, uh, she's more yeah. of a heavy. I think they're you just know, more sino- visibly synonymous. Yeah, I mean, as far yeah. as like being seen together, absolutely. Yeah, but as far as like games. being known as an actual tag team, um, they've had matches together, sure. But I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if they're like, I, I put it like this: if the focus of the tag titles made it down to NXT, I would definitely put them in contention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this this contest. I honestly feel like that Ember Moon and Shotzi need it more. Um, they have been taking already enough losses. 
And Shotzi could and use something. I was going to say Shotzi needs something. Like she, an she adrenaline doesn't, She doesn't have anything going. Amber Moon needs something since coming back. She's made a lot of declarations. Hasn't made uh, good with everything yet. But, you know what I mean? She's She's been getting her, her stock uh, rebuilt quite mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, you know, especially going up against people like the you know uh, the Raquels and the Tony Storms who crossed over. Yep. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, Ember Moon. Okay. And um, and Shotzi Blackheart for for the the first ever women's um, Dusty Rose Dusty Rose Classic. Classic. Yeah, I like that. Uh, well, we started with one, so let's end it with the second one. The men's finals for the Dusty. And, and Dusty I, I, Rose I just feel like Dusty Classic. would love both of those those women. Yeah, to, yeah. To for, be honest, like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, we got MSK newcomers. I think they're maybe a month, right? Maybe a, the, the, they maybe maybe just about a been, month and a half. Possibly. Yeah, maybe about that. Yeah, going against Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, they were so close last year. I'm gonna go with Grizzled Young Vets um, because they got more to gain from the win. Uh, MSK going to the finals is already a statement. Very true. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I just can't tell. If the fans are behind MSK just yet, I think they're still trying to figure out who they are, you know, especially with these names and the moves. And um, so I think Grizzly Young Veterans, man, they just have a really good thing going. Like, I mean, I talked about it last last match. You see James Drake drape his body over a corner to protect his partner from getting whipped into the corner. Like. That's just tag team wrestling one on one. You're protecting your your boy from damage, like so. I, I mean, not I to would, say MSK won't yeah. put up a good fight, but I got to go with Grizzly Young Vets on this one. And I, I just see them finally using it in their promo that they could just push it and shove it in people's faces down their throat. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I guess I, I try to look long term um, in terms of the booking uh, decisions for a lot of these matches, especially one of a tournament. You know, these this is kind of like the King of the Ring thing where you know they're going to yep. be carrying these these titles or these accolades for. Uh, probably what the majority of the rest of the year. Um, I mean, we'll probably forget about it the years after that. But you know what I mean to help propel them mm-hmm. in whatever storyline they got coming up next. Obviously, but MSK, I feel like they can take a loss since they haven't taken one yet, mm-hmm. especially at the expense of a, a high level uh, finals type yeah, of matchup. Fully functioning tag team, well oiled yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, it still makes you know they always say you can still lose and still win. You yeah, know what still I mean? look good losing. I yeah. can see MSK taking that L and still looking good and still being able to move on because there's tons of uh, tag teams that they can work with. Whether it's uh, you know uh, Legato again or you know maybe maybe they have they run it back with with GYV. Yeah, hey, I can see um, there being an actual uh, program. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. So. Like because I'm thinking I know they have a quite a, a few different uh, uh, heel tag teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. At the same time, like GYV, I think because they got so close last year, again, I'm surprised that they would have them be the choice to come up, you know, yeah, as winner gonna, this time. Yeah, they, 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 I, I, they're not going to book them to be runner-ups two yeah, years in a row. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and, you know, so, but at the same time, I'm still surprised just because I feel like they still haven't done a good enough job explaining who these people are to us mm. on the American side of the NXT crowd as opposed to having a built-in knowledge of who they are because we watch NXT UK um maybe that's on us maybe we they're trying to prompt us to go and do so and educate ourselves but not mm-hmm. everyone's going to do so not everyone's interested in doing so you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. um they are quite a hell of a tag team though so i'm gonna have to give it to them i i wouldn't be surprised if they try to give it to their new shiny new toy but then after that what yeah you know I'm, what i mean mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, they win and then, you know, the what GYV interrupts their celebration yeah, post match. Yeah, I mean they just got more to, to build. program or I mean Yeah, there's more to build from underdogs from from coming back from a big loss. But yeah, they like like you said, they've already looked so impressive leading yeah, up. They've been on fire, so yeah, they haven't lost a match. And I mean, uh yeah, to your credit, yeah, they they uh signed around December. Okay. So yeah, yeah. they uh, their first match was uh January, uh, the thirteenth of January. Yeah, so literally almost coming up on a month. Yeah. Literally the day after this comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that brings us to uh, one of two major title matches. One being the triple threat match, NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai, reigning champion, defending against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Um, I have a lot I would like to explore in this, but it's I know we got a time restraints. I feel like Io, in the grand scheme, will retain, but. For sake of what like just wild card choices, I'm kind of stuck because I think Mercedes is a completely awesome dark horse for this. I, I is, think she deserves it. Yeah, and I almost feel honest. like it it no one's expecting her to, so that's why it'd and be she a doesn't great. Have, and it's set up mm-hmm. where she doesn't have to defeat EO to win it either. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, and so it makes me think like it still makes EO look good if she yeah. she's not the one that gets like choked out or whatever it is that happens mm-hmm. if she does take it from Tony. But the thing um, is Tony, I feel like, has been floundering since War Games. I would agree with that as well. I mean, so, they turned her heel and with no seeming direction that she's going in besides trying to go after EO. Yeah. Um, she seems like she's not even concerned with Mercedes. And which, I don't know if Mercedes I, wins and then those two, EO and Tony, have a program. Because it doesn't make sense why they haven't done it yet with, with the belt involved, right? I, like it I, seems I feel like, like they've been purposely keeping them away from each other for yeah, some reason. Yeah, that's how it kind of And then feels. even like you just said, the way that she's been kind of downplaying her, I feel like they've been uh, strategically making sure she does that mm-hmm. as part of the story for a reason as well that we'll, that we'll probably see culminate yeah. in, in this match. Um, again, possibly taking her too lightly, possibly being the dark horse to upset her specifically because she's been um, cutting her down and underselling her you know what i mean just yeah and i'll be honest i think this is mercedes first takeover so it would just be a great trope possibly yeah because that match with uh Rhea was yeah that was on regular nxt tv right yeah i believe so yeah that was a cage cage match match. yeah Yeah. so i i just feel like it would be a really good launching point for her if she could take that strap somehow on her first takeover and add that to her promo because she's a great promo but yeah i'm gonna go mercedes I'm I'm actually going to double uh, double up on that as well. Mm-hmm. I hate to pick the same pick as you twice in a row. I know I, I went yeah, GYV. We, the first two we, we uh, shook it out though. Yeah, I was thinking of like splitting it again on on the, on the tag teams, but I mean mm-hmm. I already kind of know who I'm going for in the championship match, obviously because mm-hmm. I'm a Finn guy. So you know what? From here, I'm going with Mercedes as well. All right, cool. So I love EO. EO, don't you, yeah. You can do no wrong, boo. And I don't even think it's you really know? time to end it. It just I think what it is is the division is suffering to, a bit because they got say, yeah. Candace and Indy. There's a lot busy. of subplots, yeah, but exactly. It's, but, it's good, but it's not necessarily a bad thing because you wouldn't get this many subplots well, in a women's division. The reason why before. it's bad to me is because, pe- like Shotzi deserves an- another shot. That's Ember true. deserves a shot. Like there's, there's, yeah, they have but, a, but a they're good, tied up. They're tied up in the exactly. tournament, so they they've been doing but a good that, job making them busy. But that's also exactly. had them shorthanded as and far then as Raquel talent. Yeah. got she she wanted the hands on the title. So ooh, wait, is she? Mm. Yeah, because when you think about it, like you know, when you when you set up the the dusty cup for the women, like you're you're shortchanging the talent that can cycle out against the actual women's champ if they're mm. going to be moving on to the finals and stuff. You know what? I'm gonna go back and ch- I'm I'm gonna choose Eel Shirai. 
You're going for your Shirai? Because I feel like I forgot about the layer that is that Raquel wants that title. And I feel like it means more if she beats EO. Because she did put her through the table at one yeah. game. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I mean, it's just, I guess for me, I'm like, okay, does EO need to win this stacked uh, yeah, but, you know what I mean? Because she's she's but is kind of stacked, or is there is well, there stacked a out? in terms of, of the fact that it's a one third chance for everybody? I think that's um, a distraction. I think they're going to use it as an out for for her to beat. I mean, to who who would she pin? Uh, probably Mercedes. And that's the out to, to ha- I mean the out the outs to, that Tony can they could continue that you still haven't beat me thing. And oh, I God. just feel like this. Yeah, I mean if they were to judge it off what you know how how we feel about her mentioning it every time she gets yeah. a chance, they wouldn't. Well, go I look down at it road. as why did we book triple threats? You know, towards the end we rival like it's because certain guys wouldn't eat a pin. You know, and that's kind of it's hard not to look at it that way. But yeah, well, certain guys had it in their contract where they couldn't eat the pin. So yeah, yeah. very true. <laughs> so it's yeah. a little different. We had, where, yeah, we were handcuffed a bit. Yeah, yeah, and no, where they're like, no, you're doing business because you work for us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, with the main event though, we did yeah we we did say it was NXT Championship. Finn Balor defending against Pete Dunne. You said Finn Balor, correct? Yes. I'm gonna go Pete Dunne, um, just because. Um, why not? He's, he's he's gonna make Papa, Papa. Uh, <laughs> What's his name? Fucking oh, Papa Con- Pat. Pa- Papa, Papa Pat. Pat Proud. Yeah, man. I mean, I I don't know if this is where he returns. I'd rather it not go down that way, and we don't need another Kenny Omega. It's so weird because because you hear about but... this whole like they took him off TV for the time being. He was like, you know, you don't know what he's doing because you know he's yeah. very much into it as well. So he he likes to troll and and you know keep up the kayfabe. Mm-hmm. So you know he was like. I guess I got fired today and, you know, stuff like this. So you don't know what's up. You know what I mean? Um, I think that they suffer without him there because I'm sorry, but. What's the mission? It's weird that Pat McAfee is what makes Oni and and Danny look more tough. And legit. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because, but even then before, like, they just look tough just just by uh, association. Mm Mm-hmm. But like you know, when 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 Pat's setting them up for like these one word answers that they say yell in unison that me and you as twins don't even do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Seriously. that's where I'm like, okay, that was corny. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Oni and Danny, but they they just been kicking it. They ain't been defending them titles, bro. Yeah, I mean, it feels like I, I know the winners get a shot, and and, and, right? and maybe so. that's what they've been doing since all you know all the competitions locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, but show that. Yeah, seriously. Show them like scouting. Something. You know, show them actually worried or actually like not even worried, but like, you know, they can be cocky and still say they're having an eye on who's in it. Yes. Yeah, because they have had no continuity about them even. It just seems about like it just seems like somebody's going to like really catch them slipping. I basically. mean, and, and it's like, what if it's GYV versus them? I mean, I doubt they do heel versus heel. But yeah, I mean, yeah who knows? You know, but maybe yeah, four way or something. Who knows? But, but yeah, I'm going Finn on that one, man. I'm going to go Pete Dunn just for the sake of something different. I don't mind Finn as champ, but it. If we're not going to get Finn and Cross, I mean, and I don't know if we're not going to, but I don't know. It just makes me it makes me very uh, curious. Cross is not going to be on the pay-per-view, but he's got a match with Santos next week. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, they got history, but he's not in the cruiserweight division. Like, it's just kind of weird to me. So, But I'm going to go yeah. Pete Dunn. I mean, I will say, though, that even though Escobar is a cruiserweight champ, he is not a small guy. You know he no. he's you know he's pretty he's pretty built so yeah um I I I mean again from last week when they had their little thing I I was excited I was hoping that they would add it to the to the card but 
eh, we can wait a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I said, they, they kind of they kind of got me with the hook again this week. That's what they do uh, with some of the stuff. I mean, you know, I told you before, I've been having some uh, issues getting into watching it. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you know what it is. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of it, um, and you know, call me a whiner or whatever, but I miss Mara. I miss Morrow, bro. Like, uh, Morrow yeah, just I mean, kind of... the commentary really had, suffers. And then he I, had a signature sound for them, Yeah, if that makes sense. Sometimes he'd overdo it. Of course, we'd make fun. But and I, who and doesn't? You I know don't what know I mean? We talk about you, it all the did time. Did you know this, though? The last takeover, both Beth and Barrett did it remotely. And yeah. despite that, they had people sitting in at the table next on both sides of Vic Joseph. <laughs> and one, that the person that was supposed to be Beth had red hair. Oh wow! I yeah, and then the other either. guy didn't even look like Bear. You know, it was just like, but it was just for the camera. Yeah, and purposes. so many people caught it. Like, yo, what are you doing? Their mics aren't even on. <laughs> Damn, like, it's bad, man. But yeah, that was that, that, uh, NXT, and and uh, that is the card for Vengeance Day, guys. Yeah, man. Um, but you know what? Uh, of course, we want to thank you guys for uh, for listening to the show once again. Every week, we're here to provide you uh, the breakdown of the Wednesday Night Wars, the breakdown and reviews of pay per views, and uh, everything that's going on in wrestling in between. Uh, thanks for uh, following us uh, on social media. That's uh, the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram. That's Quincy Jones Show on Twitter and backslash Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. Uh, feel free to also hit us up with an email if you guys are interested in uh, getting any uh, Quincy Jones Show merch. Still got shirts for sale, man. Ten dollars. You know what I mean? Uh, we ain't greedy, man. Just trying to spread the word, trying to spread, uh, trying to grow the brand. You know what I mean? Build, build the. Uh, you know, just just get more output. Get get a little bit more. Uh, you know, just plant or plant our feet a little yeah, bit more man. in the soil. So to speak, man, get the brand out there. But um, also uh, check me out on uh, everywhere you go to get your podcast, and that's CastBox, SoundCloud. That is iHeartRadio. That's iTunes. That is also True 100 Radio along with a lot more others I'm probably forgetting. But uh, don't forget to check out your boy. I, I do a dabble now. I dabble in the wrestle rap. He dabs. You know what I mean? Check me out, Quincy Jones Go on Spotify, man. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't uh, even uh, try if I wanted to to overshadow the musical talent to the man on my left. You're going to want to check him out as well. Mr. Uh, Hip Hop Hybrid himself, Doc Lesnar. Show him, uh, you know, t- tell him where the people were, were to get you. Uh, you know, no, get them notified up. and hooked up. And, you guys you know. know what it is. Doc Lesnar, D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R. Search that right now on any search engine of your choice where you like to stream your MP3, your favorite artist, your favorite song, whatever's getting you through your day, to the gym, to work, and back. You know what it is. I, Hip-hop I know, hybrid. I, I don't know if they're at the gym right now, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I, it's slowly opening. Who knows? D- depending on what state you're in, this is for you. Respect your <laughs> protocol, y'all. Yes. But in the meantime, you know what it is. Hip-hop hybrid. The only one in existence between the worlds of pro wrestling and hip-hop which goes for underground and of course mainstream follow your boy at doc lesnar or at doc underscore kjs pod you know i do the memes i do the news and all that stuff also while you're there check out me and of course you heard quincy jones we got our music itunes spotify iHeartRadio, radio title pandora google play we got amazon soundcloud all the above man of course follow your boy on facebook and twitter at I'm Doc Lesnar. Follow us at Tower Gang because we also do the tag team thing. Well, we do the damn thing. We do what the, we do. World's, world's greatest, greatest, baby. Just world's greatest tag team. Just check. Just put that right in the boop, Man, right in the Google machine. Bam. You good? You Signer math, baby. Let's do it. I'm but saying. other than that, we got three words for you, man. Top guys out. <laughs> <laughs>